walking down this Pine Valley. Any of you all past guests would like to jump in and talk a little bit of shit with me? It's been a half hour, 45 minutes talking. If not, uh, that's cool too. I'll fucking hang out and smoke with you guys for a minute. And I probably should get my ass to work as well. I've been slacking. Been slacking. Fumador and the flavors. Good night in Vegas. Good night, Johnny Cane of Seeds. Just chilling, Sergeant Pepper. How you doing tonight? Hope you guys are all doing well. Picking my lighter in the in the mic for you. That's a dance. Last BMG fifteen says great. Reading the chat a little bit here. DLP2372. Thanks for tuning in. How are you tonight? My daughter Alexa. Wait, wait. How are you doing? Wait, wait. Once growing in my garden, I've got the Primal Punch F1s and 2s. I've got the Dominatrix. Uh, from Mr. Tight growing right now. I have my strain, the beautiful loser, going and uh, insane in the membrane. I O G O G O. And alas, uh, some buttercream haze, the skunk punch, and challenger deep, I think, is all what's left currently in the garden at the moment. Everything else has been passed on to some good homes and uh, marching on with some new genetics. Yes, I do edibles. I love edibles whenever I can get them. The American one. Alaskan Thunderfuck. What a great name for a strain. Thank you, Laz. That was not nice of you. <clears throat> yeah, I like the beautiful loser. It's super tasty. That's the one that's uh, got the grapefruit, uh, like cheese Danish kind of flavor profile on it. I think that comes from the uh, Durban C99 side. Mainly. Right now, the main uh, terps I'm uh, searching there are the pines. Trying to find that heavy, heavy, heavy pine, alpha pining. I'm also fancy to the gas, but I like it all. I like to have a variety, that's for sure. That's why I always hate the, if you were on the desert island uh, question, because I don't think I could ever be happy with just one. At least not at this point in my life. 
How about you guys? Could you guys nail it down to one? If you could, which one? You nailed it, Jack Greenstock. That's exactly what it is. Did she ask what uh what it was? I know she asked the name or referenced the name. Well, I'll send you the numbers there, Sergeant Pepper. Piney. I love the piney. Enjoyed you guys' show earlier, Jack. Always dropping the end bowl on there. As well as the Michigan Bros Grow Show. Put on a great episode tonight, too. Much love for the folks over there. <laughs> Fumador, when are you going to come on, brother? Fumador is probably the only... I, I think I would have gave up on everybody else, Fumador. If I would have asked anybody else, you as many times if I've asked, I would have gave up. I thought I actually gave up on fucking Danny Danko already before I gave up on you. Fucking Fumador and the flavors. I'm gonna get you on. I'm gonna get you on, Fumador. You can duck me, Fumador. But it ain't gonna be for long. <laughs> oh, shit. Reading some of you guys' chat, trying to get to the numbers to shoot over here to Sergeant Pepper. Is there anybody else that wants to jump in with me and Sergeant Pepper? Yes, Smiley. Let me get these numbers from Revolve. You got the number, Smiley. Sorry, guys. I'm just uh, passing along some numbers here. Hope you guys enjoyed the show tonight. Well, I'm just like babbling on playing with the mic here. Everybody give Lexi... Some love and everybody go, Lexi, wee wee. Hi, Lexi, wee wee. Wee wee. <laughs> Fucking stupid sometimes. What's up, Jose? Smoke for life. Gotta smoke there. Hey. Yes, fuck that a lot. That's a cool song. We have never heard it. Lexi. So. Good night, A Nova. I appreciate you popping in. We're just getting fired up for the second half. Smiley's Garden. Sergeant Pepper's going to pop on. 
talk a little bit. Keep me from just babbling on for a little bit. Jack Greenstock. Oh, shit. One of these nights I need to let Lexi on. Let her make you guys smile. She's a funny gal. Funny gal. Smiley has seen the numbers just as I see him. What's up, Smiley? You don't know how happy I am to see that smiley face. <laughs> What's going how on? How you man? doing, brother? Good, dude. Just been busy. It's fucking trying to keep up. What do you do? You yeah. Know? I couldn't even listen to it. Couldn't even listen to the shows tonight. I was all bummed. The uh, I, I usually can finagle a reception, and if I like set the phone in this one obscure little corner in the room, but yeah, it wasn't working. So. It's cool, man. What? I know. I've been wondering all weekend where the heck you were. I knew you were, must have been busy, which I respect that 100%. But Chris Mertz, 100%, was looking for you. He was like, anybody? He was in the Michigan Bros. Grove show uh, chat tonight. He was like, anybody heard from Smiley? He's been gone all weekend. I hope he's all right. <laughs> That's awesome. No, I appreciate that, yeah. It was unintentional. It was just uh, one of them things, man. It's uh, harvest time and switching rounds and it's like the busiest time right there. So. <laughs> I can feel you. I am right there and behind on that myself, smile. Yeah, and you guys do all your hand trimming and, and I, I have to have help with that. Well, I do all the hand trimming. I'm a one-man team over here. It's all me. It's definitely a jail sentence, man. It's it's unreal how long that can drag on. I still like that where Sonia uh, wait what made that point of like, uh, or maybe that was Red that said that she said it to him, but like having trimmers not go more than five hours at a time. So like your full day would be a five-hour day. It would be like an eight-hour day. And I was like, that's genius, because it seems like, yeah, you do it for more than four hours, man. It's, it's dragging big time. Well, luckily, I do it on my own schedule. I usually have, like, uh, goals, I guess, if you will. Like, every hanger or whatever, I'll take a break and, like, take a minute, smoke one, get up, kind of walk around for a second. Then I come back, knock out another hanger, swerve. Kind of take a little smoke one. So I'm just sitting here five hours nonstop. I kind of fuck around with it a little bit. Yep, monotony. Then it's uh, also trimming after that. Is that when you do all your binge watching and shit? I know I'm guilty of that. I'll download them. So, like, I'll download shows that were recorded. This weekend had a ton of them, man. There were some really, really awesome shows on um, Friday night and Saturday. I guess, yeah. Today's what, Monday? Today's Monday? 
Sunday. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> With this fucking COVID shit, man, it's easy to lose days anymore, man, having to be home all the damn time. Uh, that shit, shit doesn't really change for you, though, has it? No, not really, sadly. <laughs> Me neither. I, I made comment to that when this all started. I said, you know, everybody else is going to fucking freak out, but we're fucking used to this shit. <laughs> it's just another fucking day to us. I seen that there was a meme that said that this is a uh, gamers and stoners time. Like we've been <laughs> been in the basement playing games or smoking weed the whole time. Anyway, it's funny. I got turned away oh, at uh, I got turned away at Menards uh, this weekend. That was kind of different. They had all the no uh, mask. Yeah, well, I don't know. Whatever, man. It's, to me, it's kind of a silly thing, but you know, it is what it is. I don't I mean, wear them make a scene or nothing but i'm not gonna wear one and i was trying to go in and they have it all barricaded and they had a security guard there and everything he was like nope you gotta get a mask and they were selling them for a dollar i thought that was kind of funny too it's like extortion or oh something. no i fully went out <laughs> fucking shorts and fucking shorts fucking flip-flops as much skin as i could fucking show fucking and I didn't put it on, but I was fully, I had one available if I had to, to put a fucking bandana on. And it was like, the, I, I'm, I'm going out of my way to find the fucking spookiest shit I can fucking put on my face. If you, I've if seen you, one, dude. If you're going to make me make a mask in your store, I'm going to make your camera watch me touch every fucking thing in the store. They're going to be like, oh, God, shady man, tattooed shady man, aisle six with a fucking mask. Have you ever seen the uh, the masks the guys wore, like the old medicine guys? Like uh, they're like a, I, I've only seen it in a, in a um, documentary, but it's like a. It's like a raven mask. It's like a bird beak coming off the front, and then it kind of forms into their face or whatever. So it's just like two eyes with a big beak. And somebody You're was not making really talking those. like a fucking plague mask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yep. There were the doctors <laughs> for the plague or whatever, and they I've seen a company was selling those for uh, for like right now to wear the plague mask or whatever. It's like that's fucking. That crazy. that would freak some people the fuck out right there. Yeah, it was creepy looking. It's weird anyway, man, seeing everybody with their face covered. It's different. That's the, you know, and I understand, you know, whatever. It's, it freaks them. Them people are what freak me out. You know what I mean? That I actually feel I'm healthy as shit. I don't feel sick at all. But them people that are quivering in the mask and stuff are the ones that are freaking me out. I don't know. Yeah, I actually I don't know. I'm gonna just probably just keep my two cents shut on that. Well, it's so know. it's such a torn thing, you know. what I mean, I'm not saying nobody do nothing different. It's just for me and myself, I don't feel it's gonna help anything. <laughs> I don't know. I heard the best analogy to that was like, you know, we wear pants and underwear or whatever, just like covering your face. But if somebody's gonna somebody rips a fart you still smell that you know what i mean like if you're still gonna smell a fart through that like what what is a virus gonna do it's still gonna go through i don't know i always enjoy uh other things too like uh fucking first of all first of all i want to touch base on this 
most places are like making the employees like self-police themselves and buy their own mask. Okay. That's risk one. That's, you know, if people have to on a budget buy their own shit, then there's automatically people going to go, well, I can't afford a mask or whatever. I'm going to reuse this one. There's just a room for uh, neglect there in one. For two, I love the gloves. I love the gloves. How can they be touching everything in there, including your food? The only thing that's being protected are them on the inside of the glove. They're not necessarily protecting your food, drink, or whatever from the disease. No, they're up this shit right in with that plastic glove. In fact, plastic glove, in my opinion, is worse because before, at least they were washing their fucking hands before they touched the shit. Now they just got gloves on all fucking day. It's actually grosser, if you ask me, in my opinion. Jack, Jack's calling it out. The more virus chat. He's going to bed otherwise. <laughs> uh, all right, wear, Jack, you win. You wear gloves when you trim? Do you wear gloves when you trim? Yeah, I wear gloves when I trim. What kind do you mask. like to wear? Uh, these black masks. I got their black mat, <clears throat> black max, excuse me, over here. Or I like just the blue, uh, blue uh, latex that you get from Walmart. About the nitro bucks. ones or whatever. Yeah. Those seem to like be magnets yeah. for fucking hair. I've seen somebody post a picture on Instagram, and that's why I stopped using them. Like it, like when you're trying to de-leaf or mess with them, it just seemed like those things are a magnet for the hairs of the of the bud you're working on. So I use the uh, vinyl ones because they don't seem to stick as much. But I don't know. But they they're cheap as shit too. So. Yeah, that's the only reason I don't use the vinyl ones because they seem to rip. A lot, and I like to take them on and off. Like I said, when I get that hour mark, I'll take the glove off and I'll light it, leave it inside out because you know when you take them off after a little bit, they're a little bit sweaty. You know what I'm saying? So you let them dry out a little bit, and you fucking blow them back out and reuse that bitch for you know until it goes bad. But I don't try to like finger hash them gloves or nothing. They, they go straight to the garbage. Yeah, I was a baby. I was a mechanic for 18 years, and uh, a lot of those I wore gloves. I was one of the first. Now everybody does. It seems like all the tech technicians do, but it wasn't a thing for a while. And uh, I had my uncle tell me that to start wearing them because he was an older technician. He had done it for you know 30 years before me, and uh, he's like all the chemicals you come in contact with. And I was thinking too, like even some of the shit we deal with, you know, growing. It's like you gotta be safe. What's yeah, up, you're right about that. 420? I'm sorry. Nothing. Right, no, you're good. Right when you, right when you come in, I, I I start talking over you and shit. I'm sorry, bro. <coughs> How you doing? Tonight? You're good, man. I'm good. How you guys doing? Good, man. Sergeant, got one rolled up or you packed a bowl or something you said? No, I, just, I packed a bowl. I'm just trying to be like not too loud out front, but enjoying it. How are you guys doing tonight? Good. Smoke some of this raspberry. I've been saving it now. It's like my favorite one, but every time it gets low, you're like, oh man, when's the next harvest of that? Better start, better start spacing it out. <laughs> yeah, I feel you on that. I um, on my last harvest, I uh, ran the mimosa, but I only, only had one plant of it because it was a mom. And usually, I don't run my moms because they tend to like give out smaller buds and 
I don't know. The more I do this, the more smaller buds, like don't get me wrong, I trim them, but they're a pain in the ass, right? So I usually don't grow moms just because for that very reason, I'll usually just chop them up to every last possible clone and then maybe leave a mom to hold on to the genetic, but that's about it. But I had this mimosa and I've been like staggering it because it's like literally the prettiest fucking weed I've grown in a long time. Like it throws a bunch of colors, you mean? It's crazy because when you first start growing it in the flowers, it's like super green. And then like, it's not even like the room got cold or anything. It just like fades out to this beautiful, like rich purple, but not like any like yellow whatsoever. It's just nice. Maybe there's a tint of yellow, like at the tips, but like for the most part, I would say like 95% purple. But the crazy part is how it starts as like green as can be. You would never expect it to get that purple but it's just it's that purple punch in it man uh the symbiotic genetics man that's what he's known for and all i gotta say is it's definitely like a supermodel type of bud when people see it they're like where the fuck did you get that and i'm like uh i know a guy <laughs> it's always good to know a guy that's a uh, purple punch i'm running a cut of that one it's uh it definitely gets frosty as shit it's a beautiful color purple but I noticed yeah. under the LEDs that it seems like the plants throw a little bit more color too, almost. I don't know if you've noticed that at all. Well, yeah, man. I feel like the colors come out more, the trikes come out more. And then um, I feel like I had good density with my HPS, like really good density. But the difference with the LED density is like, I don't know. I feel like it's like a notch, like a little bit more dense. And I think back in the day, you know, old LED technology, I remember everybody saying that LED was airy, but those buds that I grew under that uh, HLG 550 were not airy. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah, it's, uh, it's hard, man. It's hard to say, though, that that's the light. Like, uh, you know, I know if the room runs hot online, I can get them. It seems like if the they get close to the light or they're a little hot on temp, they'll run real airy like that. The bud don't form, right? Yeah, I guess I'm just relying on um, that damn troll master, which I know you really shouldn't because I didn't, I didn't always have it, um, you know, but I also would have my plants up uh, a little lower. But the last like two runs, the only thing I think that saved my ass was that troll master because I remember twice, um, I didn't have my mini split set up right for the troll master. I couldn't afford the part that I needed for it. And I just bought it last run, but it notified me and said, Hey, your room's hot. And I was at work and it was like 45 minutes into it being hot. And I was like, Oh shit. And then I went on my uh, mini split app and turned it on. And within six minutes, the room cooled down and everything was fine. Like, I mean, it wasn't probably hotter than shit, maybe like less than an hour, but you know, if I wouldn't have got that notification, who knows? I would have got home. And everything would have been fucking fried. Yeah, I had a buddy have that happen. And he had a cooling fan. Those uh, vented hoods, the fan going through those failed. And yeah, he, he said he pulled in his driveway and he could smell it all burnt. Just like instantly running. <laughs> like his heart dropped instantly. I was like, yeah, the, the whole fucking such a gun. Dude, it's such a god-awful feeling, man. There's a Hydro Earth in, uh, on Instagram. Um, they promote a, a 
like the Trollmaster pretty well, as well as a few other products. And um, I remember they posted uh, somebody's garden where uh, the mini split had failed and you saw like all the plants and it was just like the saddest shit, man. It's like going into a room of like full of dead bodies and you're just like, no, why all that work? Yeah. Yeah, no, I'll tell you that I feel like uh, it's a good little insurance policy. Even if you have, like, you don't have to get a troll master shit. You can get, like, a pulse meter. Even uh, Rapid LED right now has got uh, their new sensors that even tells you the the Lux lighting under the the monitor. It tells you temperature, humidity, BPD, and they're $99. Yeah. There's some cheap options. I've, I just got to get internet where mine's at, where it's really important. But oh yeah, I know. Well, if worst comes to worst, you could always uh, go ghetto fabulous. And what I would do is just get like one of those prepaid hotspots and just plug that bitch in there. And you could probably get like a prepaid hotspot for like thirty or forty bucks a month. Like you'll have to buy the little modem or whatever if you want it like super cheap monthly. Otherwise, you know, when you finance it, like all cell phone companies, they fuck you. Cause that's how they make their money. But, you know, if you buy the little modem or whatever yourself directly from and just pay it off and just 30, 40 bucks a month, man, you could have internet and just this way you could have it on your phone. Um, I encourage anybody who does have internet and wants a peace of mind. I mean, that thing saved my ass twice already. And then a couple times uh, the humidity was going up and I didn't even realize it. It notified me. And it was because uh, one of the dehumidifiers, it pop the breaker and I forgot that I had set it up to the wrong outlet which was uh, the original outlet of the uh, actual household but I had put a sub panel box with different outlets and each one had a a 20 amp line so it wouldn't pop off of a little 70 pint dehumidifier I just I fucked up when I was putting the room back together and just plugged it in the wrong spot but now I don't really have to worry about that shit since I got that thing I know I was going to ask you guys about them troll master deals. I was going to try to get something different rigged up. Yeah. But, hey, you, what, you what is that mimosa? What's the flavor on that thing? Sorry to go back to that. I was going to ask no, you that earlier. It's fucking fire, man. Um, the best way to describe it is when you open the turkey bag, like, or jar or whatever, you just get this big old fucking, like, citrusy, like, like tangy type of smell. And then you'll get like almost like a hint of like fermentation or something. And I swear it smells like almost like a hint of like some sort of wine or something and hence the champagne. And once you smell it come out of the jar, you know exactly why they call it fucking mimosa. It's really delicious because I've had tangies, I've had clementine and I believe it's clementine mixed with purple punch if I'm not mistaken, but um, and it's symbiotic, but uh, it's, it's Empire Breeding Company's cut. I was fortunate enough to be gifted that cut, and uh, I will be running it for quite some time. Yeah, I got a mimosa by Mac Stomper that I'm uh, I'm checking out. I'm trying to think, I think I might just I might have just sexed them. I had to flower it out yet, but I'm pretty excited about that one. Yeah, your garden's looking good, man. Those Growers Choice lights look pretty sweet, bro. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're kick ass, man. They've been pretty decent. Excited about them. 
this will be the first full run under him. So that's what's up. Yeah. Yeah, I bet. Especially cheaper power bill, man. I got my power bill on my LEDs the other day, and I was like, "Fuck yeah!" I'm so glad I switched. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. I'm hoping it'll just give my AC that little bit to keep up. Like the air conditioning I got in there is like, I don't know, when it gets above 90 out, 85, 90 outside, it don't keep up with the shit. <laughs> what, what kind of AC you got? <clears throat> Cheap window units right now. I got to flip it over to a mini split. That'll be a next on the list. So. Yeah, there's that list never fucking ends though, bro. I swear. You'll see something new and you're like, oh, I got to have that. And then you'll see something else and you're like, oh, I got to have that. I don't know. Maybe I just have bad spinning habits. It's probably my problem. But at the same time, like for me, anything that I can find, and and it's not that I don't want to be in my garden. Trust me, I love being in my garden. But any moment I can spend more of my family and not let it occupy all my time, I look for it. So, you know, you see my garden, anything that's automated, I'm all for it. Yeah, that's that's choice, but sometimes it's just a matter of getting it figured out and dialed in, and it always seemed to be adding something just because, I don't know, in Michigan it's tough because, like, you'll go from negative 10 to fucking 110, you know, so it's like, until you really yeah. get a full year in a new location, I mean, you're kind of guessing until you go through it and figure out where you're at with everything. Yeah, I um, the only thing that I bought in my room, like, because when I built my room, I um, I pretty much, you know, I bought all my building supplies like Home Depot and Lowe's and shit. But <clears throat> the thing that I spent coin on was like, you know, you don't even realize it until you start building your room is how expensive copper and electrical wiring is, because all I thought to myself was I didn't have a lot of money when I first started, but the beautiful thing about like Home Depot and places like roses they always have a card and it's always like zero percent interest so if you're buying lumber and sheetrock and shit it's not a big deal but whatever but when you go to buy like the electrical wiring it starts adding up and i remember um when i was putting in my four light controller and my eight light controller uh my buddy's an electrician goes man are you really gonna put that many lights in here and i said well no probably not and he's like why are you putting that on there? I go, because I don't fucking know, man. Like, the thing is, I can't call you to come over here all the time. So if I got it, we're wiring it. And he said, fair enough. And the same thing with uh, my mini split. That's why I felt like some people made fun of me when I first started, because I have hoods from like fucking 2010 and shit. And the thing is, it's like, it worked though, right? And I got like my first light for like, what was it? I want to say I pieced the whole thing up with bulb and everything for like 180. And I got I got a good year out of it, man. And that's what, I mean, sometimes that's what matters, you know, just throw up a cheap light, get going and upgrade as you go. Yeah. You know, especially when you're first starting out, you know, you, you start, you know, you got to go get like a pH pen or like a trunch in or a fucking little EC meter. And then, you know, you can't afford the blue lab ones. You buy like a cheap one and, you know, or, you, you know, even the blue lab ones, not to say the blue lab's the best. They're just, I guess, like considered an industry standard or whatever. But 
I remember I had a, a Hannah meter that was really good. And it fucking lasted me way longer than any blue lab ever has. I should probably go back to it, to be honest with you. But I just not one with this local store I go to carries the only carry blue lab, really. But anyways, um, I just remember that when I first was starting out, like pH pen, EC pen, then you're getting nudes. Then your buddy tells you you got to get this and you're, you don't have silica yet. And, you know, you start told every number like, fuck, man. So if you start off with a cheap light, so fucking be it. The only thing I recommend to anybody is you can have a cheap ballast, a cheap hood, but just buy a good bulb, man. Because the bulb really is the heart of your grow room. Just my opinion. You said that with so much passion, Sergeant. Sounded like really passionate about that. Just wanted to point yeah. out. Yeah. Thanks, man. I really meant it. Because, like, I don't know, man. Like, so, like, there's three things that I won't cheap out because I'm a cheap fuck. Like, I'll DIY anything that I possibly can. But there's three things that I won't cheap out. I won't cheap out on my bulbs. Now, hopefully soon, I won't be saying bulbs for much longer. I won't cheap out on my bulbs. I won't cheap out on my uh, carbon filter because that's your safety. And then your third thing is you shouldn't cheap out, like, on, uh, on your, like, uh, safety and like for me like i always put up uh gorilla grow tents before but then then after that i put in uh that chrome insulation that's like that bubble wrap stuff and i don't know just i won't cut corners on certain things but other things like tray stands and stuff fuck yeah you guys are fuck just go get some two by fours and get a couple runs into it and then paint that shit with kills later if you got the time or whatever but you know just don't cheap out on your bulb and your carbon filter really for the most part because you're going to kick yourself later you know, when you lose yield. When you fucking smell your house down the street, you're like, what the fuck? I was going to I was gonna say Jack Greenstock and chat was saying something about esters earlier. And I think he, we were talking about lights before, but I was I almost wonder if he was making a comment about esters being produced heavier under HPS than LED, but Maybe he'll type it in there. I should. I, I, I don't know. He's a pretty knowledgeable guy. Oh, for sure, man. For sure. There was a lot of info getting dropped this weekend that was kind of like, I guess, uh, different, man. Like, I don't know if you caught any of those. Uh, there was a, a pesticide live stream that was out. It was on. Uh, um, Some on GrowTube? No, on YouTube. It was uh, pesticides and analytical testing. It was a future cannabis project. Had that one. And then uh, Jeremy Silva and Clackamas Coot were on uh, Adam Dunn's show, too. Future cannabis company uh, fucking dropped a ton of fucking videos last week. Yeah, a lot of them were split up from the one, uh, the one that he. There was one. There were two long ones that he did, and then it was kind of chop up the little topic sections out of it. Because those are fucking top level genius gurus out there, man. So it's pretty crazy the uh, the info. You know what though? Um, not to like backtrack like a week ago, but. I, you guys are right, though. I need to, um, me and Cantrip were talking about, it. we need to drop like a video on some self how to do stuff. And I was thinking about 
when I was doing the um, that blue bucket and uh, before it was the storage tote with the uh, sub pump and the way we got everything all plumbed up and shipped for the waste. I remember there was somebody I reached out to and I'm not going to say their name, but I saw they had this, uh, the same thing, a storage tote. And I was like, and they had this little like black piece that was like a splitter. And I'd never seen anything like that before. Um, Cause usually whenever I see PVC, it's either your schedule 40 or schedule 80, which is like, you know, the full, the white or the gray shit. Right. Uh, the gray shit's more industrial, but I don't know. I don't think I really needed all that, but I saw this black one and I was like, what the fuck is that? And this guy had these two tubes coming from both of his, uh, his two uh, three by six tables. And I uh, kind of had that type of tubing where it's almost like a vacuum. It's got those rivets. So you can like, it's bendable and movable. Um, but I asked him, I go, Hey, how did you get those two tubes inside that left side right there? Um, and leaving it super clean. And he's like, it's just, it's just the PVC tea. It's nothing special. And I felt like the way he told me, I guess I got buttered. And I was like, well, sorry, man. I never seen anything like that before, but like, so like, I want people like, there's not really too many videos that'll teach you how to plumb something up like that. And I just thought to myself, you know what? probably drop a video like that because like I don't know sometimes I feel silly if someone makes me feel silly when I ask a question because you know it's impossible to know everything in this shit so for me the one thing I love is social media and like YouTube and stuff like that so that way I can like learn different things and um, the internet's a wonderful thing but when you have a resource that you can actually ask and they kind of make you feel dumb for asking you're just like, well, I guess I'm not going to ask you for any more questions. Yeah, I always hated that when people would talk down to you and stuff. I was actually in the automotive industry. That was one thing that always bugged me about, like, um, I don't know, just like really high level techs would always try to like, technicians would try to like over talk to other people. And it was like, you know, just because you know all these abbreviations and the, you know what I mean? Like you can explain it in plain English too, like. Well, to me, like, I was always thought, like, look, don't get me wrong. I know there's stupid questions out there. And some people say, there's no such thing. I'm sorry, man. There are some stupid questions out there. But not to get off subject, I was always taught, if you don't know something, it's better to ask right there and then so you do get it. Otherwise, I think it's, like, I would get irritated when I'm training somebody at a job. And I'll be like, all right, so this is A, B, and C. Do you got it? And they go, uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah. We go down the line, we're down to G and H, and then we're talking about, you know, C and uh, C and D, and they're like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, remember, we talked about it back there? What are you talking about? And I'm like, if you don't know something, you should ask. Because to me, if you ask, that's a sign of intelligence. But like I said, there are dumb questions out there, but I don't know. I hate when people try to pretend like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then later you talk about it and they're like, what are you talking about? You're like, you weren't this one at all, were you, bro? It's cool, just admit it. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. So it, I probably can't ask you what you're training people on. Uh, this is what I was marching before. Yeah, I was going to say, I've had to train <laughs> some kids on uh like you know up and coming mechanics or whatever and they're trying to teach them how to like read a micrometer you know and it's and it's not 
it takes a second for somebody to really kind of get the grasp of it. It's like a ruler basically, but you know what I mean? Each dash is a certain amount. Like it's, it's not hard, but this kid could not, he could not understand that, you know, it was 0.25 every line, you know? So if you had three of those, it was 0.75 plus the, you know, right. he, he couldn't, right. he couldn't follow that. And I, I even broke it down. I was like, dude, if I handed you three quarters, how much would you have? And he was like 75 cents. I was like, how do you not, how do you not follow that? That's the same. Like, you know what I mean? You just move the decimal, bro. That's literally all it is. It's like, just like, pretend the decimal's not there, G. And he still <laughs> didn't get it after that, dude. Seriously, still did not get it after that. Like, I was like, I don't know, man. Maybe this ain't the role it's, for you. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, always one of my favorite things too, is, you know, I was a bartender for 14 years and, I worked a lot of nightclubs in Los Angeles and I was a bar consultant. I would just go to bars and set them up, make their cocktail list, train their staff, be there for three to four months and then fucking dip and go to the next bar. Um, it was a pretty cool, fun lifestyle. But uh, I just, uh, I always laughed when I would be training a bartender. And one of my favorite stories is I remember I worked at this uh, craft cocktail bar. My cousin, I got him a job. And he was like, yeah, I want to be a bartender. And I was like, you what? He's like, I want to be a bartender. And I said, you know, this shit's like not just pouring drinks. Like this shit's hard work, right? And he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. I got it. I got it. I said, all right. And I'll never forget. It was like a Sunday. And we were fucking serving brunch. And we were like, for me, on average Sunday, like I always had like two to three deep people. And I had about 14 bar stools. And I ran a service well for a restaurant that held about 200 people. So. I was always real fucking busy, but when you get real busy, you start learning little tricks on like how to set things up in advance so you don't run out of shit. So you can just like keep moving forward. Um, well, the dishes just kept coming back, all the glassware. And I'll never forget his face when he's like, dude, the glasses, they just don't stop. And I was like, yeah, bro. People order a drink. They finish the drink. They order another drink. We run out of glass. You wash the glass. I put ice in it and then make another drink. That's how it works. It was the funniest shit. But like, I don't know. I felt like uh, there was somebody else helped grow and they were teaching them how to like mix up newts. And like, you have to do it in this order every time. And I said, yeah, that's how you have to do it. That is true though. I mean, there are certain orders for that. No, no, I'm sorry. You, I was going to say, it just makes me laugh because it's like, I don't know. Everybody always thinks like, don't get me wrong. I love being a girl. I wouldn't change it for anything. But like, when you got to go in there and you like defoliate, you think I want to go in there and do that? Fuck, no, I don't want to go and do that. But you know what? It's got to get done. And then later when I have my beautiful buds, I'm super happy. Everybody always forgets about the grunt work and it just makes me laugh because if it was easy, everybody would do it. Yeah, that's true. That's what I was, uh, as Eagle popped off here, but he was talking about uh, not doing many foliar sprays in that uh, that one. I'm here, Smiley. I'm here, Dim. <laughs> <laughs> but that one uh, live show, they were talking actually about how they were spraying a lot more they had this like foliar regiment on and it included a lot of different minerals and that they were able to like really increase plant health and and resistance to bugs so 
like they were talking about how we always kind of go in with a with a war mentality with a, a foliar spray right we see a problem we're going to spray the shit out of it and whatever and like they were kind of talking about you know we should spray for plant health as much as we go after it for war you know if we do and if absolutely often you'll see plant health improves and some of them problems just kind of disappear for you or whatever. Yeah. I mean, it's true. I mean, you could have a deficiency and the first thing people pick up is the bottle of cow mag. And you know what? You can't blame people because a lot of people talk shit, but if you read on the side of that bottle, it tells you it, it corrects most deficiencies. It'll say it right on a botanic care bottle. So people that make fun of people for that, I get it. But you know what? It's not always purple striping is a cow mag thing. Right. And sometimes it could be something as simple as your plant dried it out too much and now there was too dry in the room so the humidity needs to go up a little bit and the plant needs to breathe a little bit more and i totally agree with what eagle said about foliaring i usually foliar about two to three times a week um and every time i foliar is not a silica foliar i usually do like a silica foliar once a week and the other two foliars i do is a, a veg mix that i mix up with uh what is it? I put like full power, rhizotonic, and then um, dark energy, and then, uh, oh, mammoth bee. And I'll just mix that up. And, and I usually, oh, an SM90, because I like that wedding agent. It smells delicious. It smells like uh, lemon citrus, but they stopped making it. Yeah, as far as the plant health, I, I use that coconut water and aloe, and then... Um, I do use full power, but uh, which is a fulvic acid. But I've kind of, I don't know, I've just seen different things pop up when I've done it that way, where I've tried to mix full power with other things. So mm -hmm. I just do that by itself and I don't mix it with nothing because the shit for it definitely works for pushing stuff into the plant. So it seems so like that's one, I don't know, those are two that I do for plant health. And I was thinking of doing the um, E90. I have some of that around. So it's kind of a 90 minerals or whatever. But I was going to look into it a little bit. I'm not sure about spout water on your plant either. Well, when you put full power in your foliar, how much do you put in? And how much full power do you usually use if, say, you're doing like a root drench or something? Uh, I only use that if I'm doing a uh, malted barley, like, Tea or a seed sprout tea and then I, mm -hmm. I don't i don't like going more than 10 mils a gallon foliar or in a root it's uh like i say man it builds up in the soil and it's uh it, it doesn't go away so it's like it's not something you want to continue high dose and you definitely want to in my opinion you want to keep your eye on how often you're putting that in so yeah i personally am um... I stopped putting full power in my res a while ago when I uh, switched to Floriflex. When I first started using Floriflex newts, <clears throat> when I ran can of nutrients, what I used to do is on the side of the bottle or schedule or whatever the, you want to call it there, <clears throat> it would be like 14 mils or, or like 16 mils sometimes on your base A or base B, um, depending on what the schedule said. And when I ran full power with it, I would shave off like six milliliters, sometimes even seven depending on like what week i was in and because the full power really does <clears throat> help the plant uptake everything up um but i also think full power is fantastic when you're trying to flush especially when you're trying to get the plant to uptake what little bit's left in the media 
um, at least in the cocoa salt life. That's how it is for me anyways, um, to add an enzyme. But um, you're right about the full power because one thing that I really like about it is when you flush with it, you'll just see the plant's calyxes just fucking just the next day. You'll know when you hit it with the full power because the plant just is like screaming basically at you like, and uh, I don't know. I always think it's funny because um, you, if you look at your plants every day or at least every few days, they, they'll talk to you a little bit, I think. Oh, you can definitely tell when something made them happy or not. That's for sure. But, uh, yeah, somebody in chat was saying that, or uh, Mystic Marks was saying uh, full power runs hot in the hemp fields. I don't, I'm not sure if that's for heavy metal. I would assume, but I don't know. Well, the thing about full power is it's it's actually, uh, it's not just a fulvic acid. It's actually a tier above a fulvic acid. It's actually a humic acid, and it's an omni product. Um, so I think if it's making your fields test hot, in my personal opinion, um, I know a lot of people that have grown hemp and I know a lot of guys that have used it. And I think maybe it's, maybe you got too much uh, nitrogen or something in your soil. Cause a lot of people that grow outdoors and useful power, like, I don't know, I'm not really sure what your setup is, so I don't want to talk shit. Um, I just know a lot of people that do grow hemp and that have useful power and have had good success with it. Full power is uh, is a gold fulvic acid, and it's derived from a humic acid. So there you go. Yeah, but, which is like I thought humic was like supposed to be like the cleanest of the clean, basically. But it, well, no, right. fulvic is certain ones. So yeah, they, it's the lighter fraction. It's um, I don't know. I'm kind of stoned now after that joint, but it's uh, it's. Yeah, it's lighter. It's the smaller, lighter stuff, and it's it's basically what they refine to get to in certain. Uh, and then humic acid is what it's refined from. That's like the crude oil, so to speak. And then gas, gotcha. the fulvic kind of thing. That's what my brain was trying to come up with. <laughs> but I, yeah, so I, it's like, and in that case, it uh, it does carry a lot of micronutrients in it too. So that's where I think possibility of it having a heavy metal might be but that would be my only thought of what it could be i mean like i said i could be wrong you know what i mean i, I personally can't say that i've grown it but <clears throat> i just thought it was super clean man because every time i've ran it in a recirculating system it just it didn't affect anything in a negative way and everything stayed clean you can definitely get but a high dose You run full power eagle or afulvic acid? You know, no. no fulvic? <clears throat> no fulvic. Maybe a little bit in the recharge I use once in a while, but not, uh, not as a foliar. And uh, no, it's not on my shelf. These new fang dangle bottles everybody's got. I don't need them. <laughs> I'm not saying that. I just don't say I use them. I'm not using them. I ain't gonna sit here and fucking say, yeah, I fucking use that shit. Blah blah blah. I don't use them. Straight out. I don't use them. I'm just teasing, man. 
I love Dr. Fausto. That dude is cool to listen to. He's a cool guy to hear talk on stuff. Some of that shit that I just think that, uh, you know, it's great and it can be utilized really great, but you throw too much information out there, it can just fucking confuse people. And I've noticed that shit by just reading through the organics books that contradict each other already. Fucking three books in a row. Patronize, don't patronize, pasteurize animals, rotate crops. No, you know. Go ahead and put animals on that land. Micros are good. Teas are good. Teas are bad. Fucking, <laughs> you know what I mean? There's, yeah. There's a lot. There can be on any subject. There can be tons of uh, beneficial and contradictory information there. Unless I can go out there and know 100% what the fuck I'm saying. I just try to sit here and listen. I agree with that, Eagle. Because you know what? I'll tell you. Like, there's a lot of like. Uh, resources out there and information that contradicts itself and like i'll tell you here's a prime example like where i grew up in socal all the growers i knew ran hps and at the time led was a joke and everybody said don't run leds that's a joke don't do it i remember when i got my hlg the person who i used to trim for i hit him up and i said hey i got an led and he went you did what i can't believe you did that and i was like what do you mean why he's like that shit's not going to work. Da, 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 da. And then another homie that I hit up back home told him the same thing. He goes, fuck yeah, bro. He goes, I just got a Vita 1700s. So what I guess I'm trying to make an example of is you're going to have different opinions and different aspects. And I'll tell you my personal opinions, but yeah, with the LED. But really, at the end of the day, you, sh- you should take multiple people's opinions and do your own research and do your- get your own data. And when you get your own data, You'll come up with your own conclusion, but it is nice when some people have done the work and you see it with your own eyes. Oh, we had so many very observant people. (laughs) (laughs) Johnny Can of Seeds was asking me what I was layering in my pots there. And I do layer shit in my pots. It's a layer, it's old, old cocoa, new cocoa, earthworm castings, and uh, mycos is what I'm layering in them pots. See, that's super smart, man, because I'll tell you, anything better, the thing that I think is better than any bottle is fucking microbes and those earthworm castings and shit like that. I, um, I think as I'm getting to become more experience as a grower i'm actually veering away from bottles even though i'm a salt guy um i'll stuck with the powder more now and um, eventually though i will want to do a no-till run i actually really want to do that with uh my 550 and see how that comes out i, I definitely like the idea of the fucking organic and you know soil shit and I am seriously soaking that shit in. But like I said, it, I almost got discouraged today. I fucking uh, started, I just finished from, uh, Dirt to Soil yesterday, and which was my fourth, fourth book this week on fucking basically uh, organic systems, living soils, composting and shit like that. And I'm telling you, man, they, they do contradict each other. You know, they do support each other in some areas. 
but in some areas they do contradict each other like the grazing and just rotating crops and shit like that and kind of how they compact the soil you know you know there's there's definitely different thoughts on it you know so i just again like you're saying sergeant pepper i'm just gonna do just like you said and i kind of uh, how i basically all uh, kind of always preach i'm just going to try to find those lines <laughs> trying to put together a system that i think is going to work for me and yeah you know, yep. I, I got a bunch of boring That's books i'm going to read before i dive into that shit though <laughs> yeah. but you know i um the reason i uh was really happy to hear you say what you said about the earthworm castings and, and the mycos and like the recharge and shit because I started doing that more and I would make these little um, root trenches, um, especially like, like, you know, when you have rock wool, you can't really, can't really sprinkle powders on it. Right. And then water through, at least I wouldn't do that. I would rather, um, rather activate it right away. So I'll make like a little root trench with like mycos, azos, a splash of full power. Um, right. Is the only liquid I'll use in there. And then I'll use um, also some uh, mammoth pea. Uh, pH everything first and then uh, I'll usually I'll actually throw a splash of cow mag just to pH the water first then I'll throw in all my microbes and then I'll mix it up well and do a root trench and I feel like I get way more results with doing something like that versus like a bottle of Big Bud and that's no disrespect to advanced nutrients it's just I don't know from the data that I've received it really is the bigger the roots the bigger the fruits. Well, and a lot of that are the plant growth promoting bacteria, the rhizobacteria, so their root bacteria or whatever. And that's a lot of what's in all the bottles too. So yeah, I mean, I don't know. A good compost extract does, does a lot too. Uh, you just don't know. That's the thing. Like, and that's where, you know, like, like Eagle said, some of those things contradict, and I know what he, he's talking. There are some that say, you know, like this has been a topic actually in the in a lot of the discussions, I guess, on organics. Like Dr. Lane always talks aerobic in uh, in biology, and then uh, KNF is a lot of anaerobic stuff, and that kind of contradicts each other. So, like the discussion this weekend kind of contradicted a lot of the KNF practice as being you know even beneficial or whatever but i think it was mainly because people aren't gonna aren't doing the steps right so like if you don't do certain things you come up with alcohol and you start spraying that on your plant you know what i mean and, and it can cause weird problems is what the guy was saying i mean yeah that makes sense because it's, the reason i was taught you're supposed to do everything in a certain order is because there's a there's a chemical reaction you have to wait till things level out. You know, so you, uh, if you mix things, certain things will bind together and won't even fucking be useful to the plant if you mix them in the wrong order. That's why there's a certain order to the A and B. You're absolutely right there, Sergeant Pepper. Things will bind together, won't even, won't even be uptakeable to the plant if you mix them in the wrong order. You know, like, uh, like if you don't mix, like a good example, like uh, with silica, if you don't have that mix right and you throw some cow mag, it'll fucking crystallize instantaneously. Oh, 
just going back to the, the micros, I'm I fucking, I forgot to get online today and check them out. But anybody ever uh, see those, uh, the Y Wallace microbes that I've heard about the last few days? The last few growers I've talked to this week have uh, utilized that shit. And what a fucking price difference. I mean, the one guy last night, uh, MMP uh, Nations Creations, he said he got a bag, a 10 pound bag. A 10 pound bag for 160 bucks versus, you know, like we were talking about the great white four ounces for what, 50 bucks, something like that. You do the math on that. That's what, uh, what, $100 an ounce there? Well, we, great white. We talk about our yields, and that dude yielded like over a 2,200 like pound pumpkin or some shit off his stuff. Yeah, it's $200 a pound for the great white times 10. $2,000 for the same, same shit. I'm going with the Wild Wallace. Morgan me a bag of the Wild Wallace. I mean, you know, I used to use great white, and then I used the Extreme Gardening Micros and Azos. And the next product I want to try is from, um, I think it's Hydroponic Research. It's a product called Light. And basically, it's about 10 different microbes all in powder form. It's, like, super cheap. It's basically, like, if you were to pick up, like, a big tub of fucking great white, but, like, at, like, a fifth of the price. I forget what the price was on it. And I'm pretty stoned right now, so I really don't want to look it up. I just remember seeing how cheap it was, and I was like, oh, that seems cool. A low-budget great white. I like the sound of that. I know a lot of those, you got to look at like the propagule counts and there's different things they can do to manipulate the, the price on those. The great white's really expensive because it has all of the, you know what I mean, the known ones at that time or whatever. And I don't know. That's just a lot of what I know about it. You got to look at the numbers. There's uh, I just got Dynomyco, a sample of that in the mail. I'm going to check that out this run from Supposedly from research in Israel, but I don't know how many, you know, I mean, I don't know how many mycorrhiza there are that's going to be different, you know. What I mean? Well, you know, the, the thing with nutrient companies, too, is like they're always, uh, and, and it's not just nutrient companies. Let me, let me make sure I say this properly. It's every company in every market. When they sell you a product, they're going to position it in a way where there's, their product is so unique, there's nothing like it on the, on the market. And they're always going to find one little niche on what makes their product like unique. But it's up to you as a consumer to do your research and get your own data <clears throat> and find out what the real deal is, you know. Um, and everybody has the right to their own opinion, you know. I may not be right. You may not be right. And you know what? And the beautiful thing about growing canvassing, technically, there's not enough research. So nobody's really right, you know. But I'm hoping that changes. I'm hoping that things take a turn for the better and that uh you know there is more research and there is more data because um i feel like we're making big strides especially in the community because i do meet a lot of people that are friendly and that are willing to give up some information um eagle you're definitely one of them smiley you're another one and you guys have dropped some knowledge on me for sure um i'm just more like the tech guru guy but i am 
I like that things are changing. I think that we should all help each other. When do you guys like to water since I'm like doing it right now? I know when I like to like, I know my system, but I'm curious to know your guys' system. So you've just trans, uh, transplanted like I just did. Damn, this fucking tooth's dry as fuck time. Huh. Sorry, guys. Um, I just transplanted. So when would you guys like to water? Would you water that bitch in right now? Or do you, would you wait and why? Uh, me personally, um, it depends. Are you doing it from my like clone? Are you doing it from cup? Are you doing it from pot? Like what size? Well, these are going from threes to tens. For me, if I was doing a three to a ten, I've only done like honestly a three to a five. But to be, but, but to be honest with you, Sergeant Pepper, I I feel the process is the same for me. For me, anyway. Sorry. I'm I like I'm going into saturated media. I mean, usually whenever I break up my cocoa, because I'm a cocoa guard, I'm pretty sure you are too, Eagle. Um, I usually, like, whenever I mix it in the tote, I'll actually throw in a little bit of a wetting agent, and I'll mix that in, and I keep my cocoa in a storage tote. So I wouldn't say it's saturated, but it's definitely fucking moist when I pull it out. And um, once I set up and everything the way I want it and do my little imprints and get everything to go, I'll sprinkle all my, my mycorrhizae type of shit and do, like, my azos, my mycos. And then I, as I sprinkle some on, I also will sprinkle some on the actual root while it's exposed and turn it around. So everything that drops actually drops into the pot it's going to drop into. So I guess we will, uh, there's less waste. And then I drop it right in. And then afterwards, I, when I got them all settled, I do a light watering where I just, just enough to get the root zone wet and let those microbes actually activate. But the cocoa is not like super dry. And I feel like it's important to not saturate them because you don't want them waterlogged and shocked. They're already shocked enough. So that's just my two cents on it. I like it. I like it all the way around. Uh, this is my method here. <clears throat> now, uh, because I'm using blocks or chunks, they have to be saturated anyway somewhat. You know what I mean? I have to moisten them up. So I like to, uh, I like to moisten up my blocks with this... Uh, bio root which is kind of feeding my micros that i'm dumping in there in the bag so i'm minus the azos i'm feeding with that instead of the azos and uh <clears throat> i like the plant that i'm transferring into the pot to be somewhat not dry dry but on the drier side for one it's easier to get out of the pot you know that shake and flip is, is easier for me when it's a little bit drier, I find. For two, uh, now, when I've made my, like, you just watch me. I set my pot in there, and I built my hole around that pot. And uh, that stuff's moisture, okay? Then my, my, my pot, my plant that I'm transferring in there. So the idea behind that is um, I'm not going to water right away. I'm, I'm putting my mycos in there. And uh, they're being fed already with the cocoa that I've saturated with the, the bio root, which is kind of, you know, wet as it is. And I'm hoping now that uh, when I trans transplant into the bigger pot, I like to, if I'm doing any tapping, I like to do it at that point because I, I feel when I tap the plant, it helps push out them roots 
you know, uh, it feels, I feel like it's pushing this and that energy down into the root zone and uh, they're expanding out, pushing the root zone out a little bit. And the other uh, method in, or my thinking in that as well is the dry plant going into the moist area is it'll take those roots that are in the drier plant and make them uh, search out. You know what I mean? They're going to stretch out into that moist area. So I try to leave that one that I transplant, just transplanted in there somewhat dry for like a day and let those roots uh, stretch out into that moist cocoa and the exterior, exterior there, <clears throat> excuse me. And then like a day, day and a half into that wet, I'll go back and, you know, fully saturate that pot one good time. And then, you know, start my watering process after that. But I like to make that root zone fucking work. I want it, I want it to stretch out and look for, look for that water that first, uh, during that first day of transplant myself. I've always had good luck with that process myself. Yeah. And I'm running the blue mop. So like, that's the way you initially set those up is you have a saturated media. So I want that pot to be the moisture level I want it to maintain. And then I set the blue mop to that, you know what I mean? So you get it to where it's just barely dripping and then you kind of dial it back a couple of notches from there and it'll kind of maintain where, where you've saturated it to. And that's, I don't know, it's just the best way to try to do it. Cause if you, with those blue mod, if you're trying to mess with a dry media and you're like, oh, I'll run it, you know, a little dripping a little faster and it's, you're always chasing it. So the best way is just fully saturate, set it, you know what I mean? Hey, Smile, I just got to ask you real quick. When you say blue mat, are you using those ceramic carrots? Yeah, yeah. Dude, those are fucking cool. That's the one thing that I will say that I, I am super intrigued about, like organic soil and stuff. It's, it's just super simple. It's nothing fancy. There's no fucking pH in. There's none of that shit, you know? Um, I remember when I worked at the hydro store and I saw the blue mats come in. It was a newer product and it was like a couple years ago that we carried, right? And I saw it and I was like, wait, 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 what? You mean to tell me that when this shit's dry, it activates it and it does it all on its own? I was like, yeah. I was like, that's that's brilliant. That it's means that your plant's open. <laughs> it's, it's fucking perfect, bro. I saw that and I was like, dude, that's, all right. So that's the one thing that I'm super intrigued by. And that's why I feel like when I'm like, I don't know. 60 65 years old and i'm still fucking growing i'm probably just gonna grow organic no-till and i'm gonna have like some badass lights with some like probably just blue mats and something simple like that and as much tech guy that i am i'll still have like an environmental controller because i am who i am but like yeah bro i would totally rock those fucking blue mats those things are sweet yeah and they're not perfect it's still a lot of messing with them but um you kind of learn them a little bit it's weird i don't know they're they get fucked with by the worms and all that too so there's a variable there i guess that's where people like to leave for a week with them and i wouldn't necessarily trust that but some of that something like that sergeant you might even be better off with like an auto pot um set up I don't know if you've seen those or not. Yeah, my boy actually uses auto pots and he swears by them. And I actually have another homie that just uses the auto pot float valve. And what he does is um, 
he'll actually put a cocoa mat as well. And um, he's got it on that. And then basically um, it'll soak through. I don't know. It's like weird. But all I know is when he showed me how it's all set up, it was like the most simplest thing. And uh, it just goes off of a float valve. But the only thing that I, I remember we used them at the shop. The only thing I, I know is when you set it back up, you got to make sure that everything's lined up just right on that float valve. Because if it's not, and that thing just kicks, it'll literally discharge your entire res. That was the only thing I didn't like about the Autopods. But I do like the Flexi tanks. I think those are fucking cool. Um, Autopods are legit. A lot of people grow fire with them. Yeah, it's kind of a cool setup. It's a sub-irrigated setup still, but it was one of the neater ones I saw. I think it's still a mechanical valve and everything in there, too. So. Uh, those, yeah, those, no, were, uh, those were just kind of, I don't know, like it was just, my buddy had just gotten those and I was looking at the blue mod already and I, I just went that way. So, well, the blue mat's like super simple, though. Yes and no. <laughs> really? Because I, I mean, from what when I was told from the rep, basically is when it hits a moisture level. Because of course he's a rep, he's gonna tell me how to sell his product. But basically, when it hits a certain dryness, and the carrot gets dry. But like, I didn't think about the worms and shit like that. I thought as a cocoa grower, I was like, "Well, that's pretty fucking dope, actually, right there." <laughs> you know, it's a little bit more like easier, but. I don't know. I went with more of the automation just because, well, I wanted to have everything, make sure that everything got fed. And it's just easier to just feed a little bit at a time and then wait and then feed a little bit more and then wait. If you, if you, it takes, it's a bitch to get it like right and to get everything set up just right. And even so, like you're going to have plants that don't drink at the same level that other plants do. So I don't care what anybody tells you, there's no perfect fucking system. You know, because plants are like people, they're going to take their time and they're going to do the thing when they're ready. If you're lucky enough to have them all eating at the same time and everything working right, and you did a good job training, you know, that's awesome. But I'm not going to tell you every run I have it like that. Now, I do have some runs where I've had some runs where everybody's eating perfectly, but not every run. I'm not going front. It's never perfect, man. I think it's a lot like a golf swing. That's what I always kind of compare it to. Sometimes you get a hold of it, and it's dead center, beautiful shot, and other times you're slicing away. You know, especially as a beginner, it's that way, you know. So you start getting a few things figured out. Mr. Eagle, chopping him up. I got to do that yet this week, too, transplant. I don't go with that big a pot, though, man. Mine are coming from a number one. A boom. So, Body slam that big can, bit. Can I share something that I really like about my new system with you guys? Yeah, what's up? All right, so I've always been, like, a bigger pot grower. Like, I when I first started growing, I grew in five-gallon pots. Then as I started growing more, I went down to three-gallon pods. Then I went down to two-gallon pods. Well, now I got these floor flex six-inch pots, right? You can go from fucking clone right into the pot 
veg right into it and then flip it. But of course, I'm not trying to go big old trees. Now I'm going more for a sea of green. So it's a different style. But what I am excited about, no more up potting, man. Yeah, I mean, it's, I don't know. It's not that hard. I go from number one and number their final pot as a number 10. So it's like, and I'm probably going to go to a number two and a number 15 and just have, so I just do the, the one transplant from the clone down and then the transplant into the final one. I'm not knocking the sea of green method in any way, in any, excuse me, in any way. Shit, man, I've seen some fucking killer harvest fucking come down from sea of greens. Just uh, like it's just like you said, you say tomato, I say tomato. This is, I I'm just you know old fucker stuck in his own ways, old ways. But I'm I'm opening my mind. You guys are fucking opening my mind, Sergeant Pepper. You've got it clicking with a little bit of fucking automation. I'm actually considering. You're gonna be proud when I fucking start automating this fucking room, Sergeant Pepper, and it's gonna be because of you fucking your help. You're gonna be like, well, I taught yeah. that old fucker something. I taught that old fucker <laughs> something. No, I think you know way more than I do, Eagle. Because I'll tell you, me and Cantrip were sitting there talking about you know the uh, the cloning machine, right? And I got one of those easy cloners, and I was like, all right, we're gonna try one of these fuckers. And it was because he told me he's like, you told me that you want to go to new tech but you're stuck on your cubes. And I looked at him and I said, touche. He's like, just try one. And I said, all right, I'll try it. So we were talking about the hydrogen peroxide and he goes, yeah, you should throw a splash in. And I looked at him and I said, what? I don't know how I feel about that. And then no bullshit. We went on the show and you said that. And I went, and he looked at me and I was like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Cause I thought it was crazy. But like the funny part was we just were talking about it. And, you know, I don't know anything about the cloning machines, but I'm going to learn and I'm going to try because I don't know when he called me out and said, oh, you're being like an old fucker. And I was like, fuck you. All right, I'll try it. Because I thought to myself, if it's easier, sure. Um, the whole reason I left Flood and Drain was it was becoming a pain in the fucking ass, to be honest with you. Um, if you have like a small little like, you know, three by three, four by four. Sure, you should do it. It's great. It's easy. But when you're running, you know, basically the amount of three, four by eight trays, but you got it set up in like, I don't know, five reservoirs. It's a pain in the ass, man. I think you should try so, fucking uh, eliminating them stones and just sticking them airlines right in that bitch. Is it an oxycloner? Is that what you got? No, we got an easy cloner, actually. The ones with the, the little sprayers and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I run an oxy cloner myself. And I've gotten rid of the stones. I got rid of the stones and I got rid of the pump. And I fucking, I just run the airlines kitty corner. I got a tw- 220 type cloners, which makes them like a rectangle shape. And uh, so I stick the airlines kitty corner from each other right in with the collars right next to uh, one of my clones and mm-hmm. uh so i don't have the the stones in there catching bacteria or nothing and uh 
man, I'm telling you, I've run them side by side, one with stones and one with just the airlines down in the water bubbling. Mm-hmm. The one with the airlines just in the water bubbling, days sooner and bigger roots every time, every time. And I've also ran the, the line straight in the water against just the pump that, you know, circulates in the bottom of that bitch. Same results. Lines just directly in the water bubbling did better every fucking time. And I didn't have no stones to fucking deal with. Wash out, clean. I just cut off that hunk that's in the water every time. Just like donate that fucking eight inches every time. <laughs> there you go. I ain't even washing that shit. You know, the only reason I actually uh, decided to go with it is because, um, well, like, everybody I know that told me that run the cloning machines, you got to be real sterile and you got to make sure you keep your temperature right. Otherwise, you know, it's, it's going to just take longer root and you build up more, uh, I guess, bacteria and pests and like just, it's just not cleanly. And that's why the hydrogen peroxide, now I think about it, I was like, actually, that makes sense. Kind of kills everything and makes everything cleaner. Um, but this is an idea of mine. Tell me what you think, Eagle. So on my regular res in my uh, for my uh, flower room, I'm running like copper coils in there. And then I'm running a water chiller. And then I got cold water running through the chiller, but it's also running through the coils. So the coils get cold and then the chiller stays clean. But it also keeps the reservoir cooler but it's not like fluctuating like the chiller is changing so much temperature because it's metal and it's a coil it's easier to retain an even temperature in my opinion anyways right so i thought to myself why the fuck can stop there why don't we just like blow some fucking smaller couple coil uh, copper coils and put those in the cloning machine it's just an idea but what do you think yeah it could work why not it's the same idea as a uh, chiller and DWC, right? Right. So that's, yeah, that's why I was like, fuck, it might work. That's how Lost Leafs is, I think. They run a, it's like a, yeah, it's a liquid cooled inside the little radiator inside their cloning machine. And they said it works phenomenal. But then you're not running your nutrient yeah. through the cooler or whatever. He's got your coolant running through like a water or whatever you put in there. Yeah, he got that from uh, Solventless BMV actually, because Solventless BMV is the one who actually is the one that told me about the uh, copper coils, and uh, he's the one that told me about it. But uh, I, like I said, I've never run it myself, and I I thought to myself, I was like, I know it works in a reservoir for sure. It should definitely like the only thing is you would have to make custom coils to put into like an easy cloner or something like that because every uh cloning machine is going to be a different shape are you running your uh copper coils and like a bucket set up to cool them down first just out of curiosity yeah, yeah. what do you got in exactly. the bucket pretty- to cool what do you keep in the bucket to cool the coils well usually just what i'll do in there water. is yeah, just straight cool water. Like, I'm lucky enough where my water is well water. So everything that comes out at the bottom is pretty cold. And then when it comes out of the RO, it's all in the float valve. So as it pumps, it'll just keep it cool. And then if it uses anything or disperse, and then I usually try to change it out uh, from time to time. But also the room that it keeps the, uh, the RO water in is actually cool as well, and it's on a concrete floor. 
Yeah, I was just wondering, because uh, I've seen different methods like hillbilly or swamp cooler type things. I was wondering if you could actually, if your water wasn't cold like that, if you could utilize like a fucking swamp cooler type method to cool down that water on the way to the uh, your reservoir. You know what I'm talking about? I, mean, I do know what you're talking about, actually. I just, uh, when I lived in Arizona, we had a swamp cooler and I've seen some hillbilly shit where you'll get like a bucket and and like some water and some ice and like a fan and make yourself a swamp cooler. I've seen, I've seen all kinds of shit, but um, I guess for me, like I'm just relying on the chiller itself to to keep the water cool for me. But usually when I start, my water is usually about 66 degrees and then I turn on the chiller and it just like retains the temperature because I guess, I don't know, I'm fine having my water at 67, 68. I was just wondering, yeah, like I was thinking, my thought on that would be just to run like a coil up a, in, a, in a bucket there with two coming out the top and either put dropping ice, dry ice in that bucket or you know, filling it occasionally with ice to run that coil through to cool it down before it went into your, started chilling your, your reservoir there. That's actually a pretty smart tip. I, I might even try that because we could probably get a second coil set up. And even to put that in the res right there, and then this way it keeps the bucket cool and that. That's not a bad idea, Eagle. Dry ice in a bucket, it would seem like it would keep for fucking days. And then also you'd get, I know it sounds super hillbilly, but I've actually done this to cool down my attic fucking uh, throws a few times. Just drop that dry ice in a fucking bucket and punch your bunch of holes in it and let that CO2 and cool air fucking just seep out in front of a fan. And then the plants benefit from the CO2 from the dry ice melting and it cools the room down as well. But I was thinking in your case, it's trying to cool down your water. You could drop dry ice in there and it would cool down that water as long as it was in motion all the time. And then that CO2 leaking out the top of the holes in the bucket would be ambient CO2 into your room. Just a thought. The wind. That's pretty cool. The, the power of the sash, there you go. There you go. And that's why I love this show, because I constantly learn something now. Hillbilly. <laughs> Hillbilly ingenuity, right? Uh, Mystic Marks was in chat saying some stuff about cloning five weeks in the flower and I didn't follow all of it but that was pretty interesting I haven't heard people talk about and that and if before. you I, 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 there's several reasons to do that you know uh, cloning later in flower if you want a fucking monster crop of plant that you like in a later scrog or something like that yeah Pull a clone fucking like two, three weeks into flower just before the bud sites start forming there. And they stand five when weeks, it, so that's uh, actually that's, pretty deep into flower already. If you look can down you my do page, either? I've actually, yes, you can. I've cloned buds actually before. If you look down, if, if, again, caught you. If you look down that page, you'd fucking, you see multi years where I've cloned buds. I've done that on strains instead of. Uh, revegging the whole fucking plant. I've taken it down to a bud in a fucking one little leaf and dropped that in the cloner 
It's actually fucking a whole, you'll save yourself shitloads of time and space fucking uh, revenging that bud versus revenging and remothering the whole fucking planet. It's totally possible. Totally, totally possible. And the growth out of that bud site will fucking, I'm talking about actually growing a bud. Uh, clone in a bud. I could see, see that though, because it's gonna sw- switch the hormones around, and then, as long as you're keeping it healthy in that red. Brought back skunk punch like that, and a couple other strains. Let's see if I can find that on my Instagram. I've never revenged. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try that this next time. Like, especially now that I have the cloner. Fuck it. I just want to do it. Like you, like even if I don't succeed, I want to try it. That sounds but cool. Like, I've always, telling, I've always been so meticular about the timing. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, I cut you off, brother. Uh, but What's if your, you do a clone later in flower, I'm sorry, you will get a, you will result in a clone that's pretty much uh, monster cropped already. The blood sites will be super close. All, all the nodes will be super close. It'll be super branchy. You know, it, you'll have to fucking manicure that bitch like crazy. It'll be just like a reveg plant, basically, but it'll be a monster crop clone. That's cool, yeah. yeah it's super cool, especially if you're desperate to save a genetic. I've always but, uh, considered it a loss at that point. Oh, no. I actually brought skunk punch back like that, and uh, like four other strains. I've done it four other times with bugs, just straight up clone bloods. I suggest you do it with like two. Because then you'll get one of them to, to shoot some roots. <laughs> Find it, man. That's so cool. So what would be the benefit you're keeping down on numbers then? Is that the idea? I'm not trying to reveg a fucking 10-gallon mom. Gotcha. <laughs> well, no, I mean... I'm, I'm bringing back the strain from a fucking solo cup. And uh, it's just as good as the reveg of the... Trying to repatch a mother flower, flowered out mother, which in itself can be 50 50. And not only that, here's the other benefit right here, smiling. Uh, you'll have a better su- success rate because that bud will be shooting uh, fresh roots and you'll be feeding it accordingly, okay? Versus when you're trying to repatch this bitch right here and you cut her down to nothing. Um, now, now it's a tricky fucking go at it. You know, you've stunned the plant all fucking crazy like. Now you're trying to guess how much she's trying to drink. And ultimately, you can soak that bitch out and fucking roots destroy your revenge. You know what I mean? Or set yourself back oh, three, four fucking weeks to where that fresh clone of that bud, it's all new growth from the beginning. And it's just like a rocket ship just from there on out, you know? You're not trying to bring this back to a veg state and then, you know, re-veg. It's a veg state from day one once it takes, takes root. That bud takes root. So that's my thought on that. Anyway. Oh, I dig it. It's a cool idea. I haven't really heard a lot of people talk about taking a mat deep into flower and, and actually re-vegging the clone. It's kind of cool. I've heard of people doing it, but I've never heard of like actually talk to somebody 
who has had success with it. I just, and um, well, I know you're legit Eagles. So that's why I was like, all right, if he says so, let's try it. Because like, I don't know, what if like, let's say you thought you had some cuts and you thought everything was good and something happened and now you're at risk of losing a flavor. That's that's a good plan B, C, whatever you want to call it. Like, that's that's pretty cool. Man, I'm actually fucking an idiot sometimes. I swear to God, this is how low tech I am, guys. I've got a couple phones here and a fucking laptop, and I'm I'm thinking to myself, well, I need to go down my page and I can find you know this bud, this picture of this fucking bud. So I'm trying to bring it up on my phone, and then I fucking think, oh yeah, you got fucking Instagram on that fucking computer right there, and you could probably screen share that shit. <laughs> Right from your fucking laptop. What are you doing fucking around trying to find that shit on your phone? Just bear with me. I'm stupid. I'm tech stupid sometimes, guys. I didn't mean to kill the chat either. No, I'm not killing it. I was just looking on my phone, too. I mean, I don't even know how to screen share on this thing yet, so don't feel bad, Eagle. The other day, I was trying to figure it out, and then I finally just grabbed my phone and brought it to the iPad. I didn't finish it, which, by the way, I still need to get back to you on that video. My bad. I need to finish looking through it. I started it, and then I I keep getting interrupted by either my wife or my kid. But then I also keep calling in and just going, hey, let me come on the show. Wife and kids a pretty good fucking reason, brother. Wife and kids a pretty good reason. Yeah, I don't know why I didn't do this a long time ago, actually. God damn. I actually, you know, like I said, I'm still kind of new to this shit myself, and I forget what I can and can't do. There's times where uh, I've had people on and I've thought, man, I should have screen shared this or that. I could have, you know, showed this or that. It's a learning experience. Every day is a fucking learning experience. I haven't even looked at chat in forever. What a dick. (laughs) I'm an even bigger dick, but I only have my phone with me right now. My iPad was dead. I was going to bring it out here with me so I could look at chat at least and still be able to type, but my iPad was dead, so I could uh, have What's going on in chat? I was laughing about that was my screen share. I was laughing. I don't know. I I had to sign out of chat, so I missed a bunch. All right. God damn, I forget how long this Instagram really is. Your Instagram? Yeah. Yeah, it's hours long. (laughs) <laughs> I need to pull some, some of this shit off I really do why they limit uh, you on what you can have or something no it's just uh, like the tattoo shit doesn't you know now that I've got a tattoo page I should just move all the tattoo shit up over there and make it all just cannabis really 
<laughs> Aldrich said he's working on his abs with the with bong rips. That's awesome. <laughs> it does it's an ab workout, man, for sure. Fucking cannabis, as far as that goes, just cannabis and workouts fucking go hand in hand anyway. Who does, have you guys fucking never, like, just before you hit the gym or when it wouldn't work out, just smoke the fucking joint or whatever? I actually smoke while I'm on the fucking, uh, while I'm on the goddamn fucking, uh, what do you call it? Treadmill? On the treadmill. Not the treadmill. That'd be fucking, <laughs> that'd be a bitch, wouldn't it? Trying to smoke and fucking yeah. ride on that <laughs> that'd be a motherfucker right there man seems like you'd burn the fuck out of yourself man I was thinking you're pretty boss at that damn. <laughs> that's fucking funny no on the bike on the bike I will Aww. fucking do that alright yeah here's a uh, this is after the cloner though I gotta go back a little bit for a you still working on the screen share? Yeah, I'm still looking at that shit. <laughs> well, I want—I know there's a picture of the one of the buds, but it's, it's not in the cloner itself. I know I've got one just fresh out of the fucking cloner. Well, there's it. Yeah, that's probably it right there. Yeah, I should rig mine up so I can screen share some pictures. You should, I'll, Smiley. You should private on Instagram. Okay, there it is right there. And I can now I can show you uh, after that. Let me go fucking hit the screen share up here. I got multi-screens too, so like fucking it's hard to get used to the mouse on which fucking screen it's on. All right, now you guys should be able to see it. That's a clone of uh, Skunk Punch right there, bud. Before it was Skunk Punch, before it was actually. I don't there. see anything. Oh, you're this up. Is oh, there it is. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, I see it. That's all you need right there to uh, fucking clone a bud right there. A couple leaves and, a, you know, a little bit of fucking stem. I've done it at least four times, four documented times, and uh, it's so much quicker than trying to revise that whole plan. Uh, let's see here. I go back, and uh, it's fresh out of the cloner, <clears throat> and this is, let's see here. Oh, I am so screen sharing. This is like a, a week later here. It's already in the cup. Already happy, and then we go six more days ahead. Where's she at? Last night, I think I did. Should be another one there. Guys, don't have to. Oh, there she is. There's a little while later. She's already started to come back. So we're looking at, let's see here, probably three weeks from cutting that bud 
to it's already starting to regrowth. So I don't think even if you were uh, going to start revegging a, a plant that you cut down, that you would be seeing reveg leaves like that in three weeks. You'd be right. just right. Well, even if it took just as long, like you say, you're in a little cup versus that big number, you know, bigger pot or whatever. And half the reveg is trying for me trying to. Re control that water not trying to drown her out because she's barely using anything you know what i mean at that point she's just barely trying to stay alive and re-veg so a lot of, it's really easy to overwater them at that point and fucking just kill them versus uh get them to re-veg yeah So I definitely don't know everything. I, I know how I've done things and stuff like that, but I haven't been having the best run with cracking seeds lately. Too busy, must be. I'm tried and true on my dome there. That's my best way. I vary from the soak. Sometimes I like to soak, but moreover, I, I like the dome. In fact, I just bought fucking cubes for the dome. I think I'm gonna go to that and drop them in a dome in the cubes and get them wet, let them go. This seems like that transition of going into the soil from the paper towel is what's kind of been fucking me. This beat up bitch right here, man. I've had this thing for fucking years and years. I've kept, I, you can probably find them online somewhere. But I can't find one in per in person. I bought this thing at Lowe's. It was like a little kitty veggie garden. Nice hard plastic top. Then it's got holes on the end. Fucking uh great. I had fucking just amazing luck with that fucker over the years. Just I use it every for clones at one point, but it's too small for really fucking a lot of clones, you know what I mean? But for seeds, it's perfect. I like to get these root riot cubes, stand them upside down, just like yay. I soak them in some clonex first, and then uh, I take like a pencil or something, and I'll poke a hole in there, and then I'll drop my seeds in there and put them in the dome until they sprout. And then I actually won't transplant this until I see roots. Nice, good, strong roots popping out the side and bottom, and then I'll transplant them. But yeah, that domes gave me almost 100% germ every time. That's cool. I'll have to go to that. I like the idea of that, too, bringing them up in that little dome, a little more humid, a little protective. And, I, I was kind of doing it to where, like, it was a little rougher on them, but then you get the stronger to survive, too, you know? But seeds are fucking expensive sometimes. Yeah, they can be. Especially to start chasing something. Man, I can't wait to pop that, uh, God, I, that Northern Lights cross from Quinos. That's, that's a Going, that's one of the reasons I bought cubes right there. I got that and Med Grower One's gear coming. Should have been here fucking Friday. 
I mailed out all that stuff Friday. <laughs> I guess I can talk about this because I hit on this the other day if you guys were watching. The old post office. Oh, my post office worker fucking called me out. Out. And it was funny. She's been. For what? Like, the, what do you mean, called you out? She called me out. She like, said, oh, you're mail- seeds? Like, nah. Oh. I went and mailed off all the pri- the prizes and stuff. And, uh, them, them vanilla envelopes have been in this fucking grow room since uh, since I was doing seeds. I used to buy them fucking vanilla envelopes by the fucking 50 packs and shit. So I had some laying around. And uh, I stuffed all those prize seeds in, in, in there and uh, got them all ready and shit. So I head over to the post office the other day and I throw them on the counter. And she's all looking at me and... Uh, we're all having a somewhat of a casual conversation. And all of a sudden, out of the blue, she looks at me and she says, and I, I tried to, like, play it off at first, too. <laughs> but she brought it up again. She says, these, these smell pretty nice. <laughs> I'm like, I just kind of, well, don't say nothing. And then at one point, like about the fourth envelope in, she says, uh, these uh, smell pretty nice. There isn't uh, anything in here that uh, shouldn't be in here, Should is there? And I'm like, no, nah, not at all. Nothing, no. And so I said, to be honest, I, they were just sitting on the table and I fucking smoked a joint on the way out. So if anything, they... They could smell from that, but no, what's in there is perfectly fine. <laughs> She's like, okay, I'm just checking because, you know, there was a kick it back. I'm like, no, that's good. It's just for me smoking it. She's like, smells really good. It smells really good. In fact, <laughs> I, I've told my husband as soon as I'm done here at the post office, I am most definitely going to be smoking. I'm like, good for you. Good for you. You should be drinking that alcohol anyway. She's like, yeah, I much rather would smoke. I'm like, good for you. <laughs> but yeah, she fucking called me right out on that shit stinking. I, yeah. That's funny. Especially the wannabe smoker, like, where she can't, you know? Because I had a neighbor like that. He drove, he was a train engineer. So he, was, he had random pee tests too, but he would always be, he could smell it from a mile away. Knew exactly what it was. Get I used hyper- to get, get fucking packages from sub all the time that were fucking. I used to bitch at him too because, like, when I got testers from him, they would say fucking legendary beads was his fucking return address. This fake, uh, it wasn't fake, it was actually a business name that he had, but that's where you know all. Everything was labeled to, and uh, which <laughs> this was, that reminds me when you guys get your packages, don't mail nothing back to that address. <laughs> uh, but, anyways, uh, yeah, he'd always use legendary beads. And then, when there was a couple of times when I was doing fucking uh, you know, he'd send me boxes of you know, beans and shit, and uh. 
large amounts and they'd say fucking sub cool so the dang seeds on them i'd be like come on man <laughs> testers say legendary bees but this big old box that I, i'm sweating to go pick up from the post office with sub cool seeds on it man, great brother jesus yeah but now they're federally legal so yeah yeah but it would say because like i live so far so my mailbox is like I'm fucking mile and a half from my house to be honest with you, and they fucking anything that's bigger than my mailbox they won't they they don't even make any effort to drive to my house just red slip red slip, so I, I fucking get a lot tons of red slips, and it, like I said they would almost always always red slip would be like pick up from post office delivery day and it fucking say sub cool seeds on it mm, 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 big letters i'd be like oh man so i don't hear any be sweating fucking sunglasses on walking shit walking into the post office <laughs> that's fucking it could be a little fucking nerve-wracking to fucking do that shit man scary scary back then I was getting asked by a chat what uh, what's top five smokes were other than try to type it in, but uh, black cherry cheesecake cookies is definitely definitely one of my favorites. That was from Scapegoat Genetics, and I have not grown it. That's actually one I purchased um, from Midnight Roots, and they're here in Michigan too. But and then uh, Sunshine Number Three which is from Bodie Seeds, and that one also is uh, in the ranks around in Michigan as Sunshine Number 4, but that one's phenomenal at the dispensaries, too. I've had that a few times. Um, I've had a couple different wedding cake ones that have been pretty fire, too, So and a, and a couple GMO crosses. So. Cindy 99 is pretty, pretty tasty, GG4. Everybody that got seeds got stacks of uh, roll-in trays for themselves, too. That's cool. Yeah, Nutrient Shootouts won the seeds I sent out, so he'll probably be posting them. That'd be cool. See them grow. Hell yeah. They're like your baby. That's an easy one. Give them away. <laughs> That's an easy one, too, if he's got a good pheno hunt. The community's small enough, I'm sure. You're, you're close enough. If you wanted to cut, you could get a hold of nutrients and be like, so, can I have one? <laughs> can I get a cut? I'm sure he'd be cool with that. And I know a lot of people like Motor Rebels known around. I guess I, I've cracked, I've done a few of theirs and never really had nothing that stood out, so it, kind of, I don't know, it just seems like you kind of go that way, you get excited about some things, and then, you know what I mean, they don't stand out like you thought they were, and the next new ones are on, and you see this new other thing, and all of a sudden you got too many beans to crack for the next five years. <laughs> uh, yeah, that takes me right back to where we were talking about a couple of days ago, with uh, seed pr both seed prices and uh tester people getting their props there <clears throat> because uh you know in the breeder's case you never know if your time and investment is going to be that hit so you might be wasting a year and a half of garden space and fucking time 
to something that may never even fucking catch on. You can put beans out there in the sea of beans right now. It's easy to get lost in, in the breeder market. So you can be investing a lot of time and in, into that, as well as the people like myself, testers, that make room in their gardens for these runs to test them out for breeders. And you're exactly right, Smiley. You don't know how many times I've made room in my garden for uh, seeds. Somebody's, you know, and not knocking anybody that passed me the seeds. That's just part of the tester game, okay? Uh, donating your your garden space to that. Not only that, your patience. You're risking your patience medicine as well. So you know you're gamble. And so if that, them testers are shit. Well, you've kind of fucked yourself. You fucked your patients. Hopefully, you put back some good meds for them instead of uh, making them try to smoke what the testers you're running. But in the same aspect, it's a win because sometimes we pull out some just aces out of them testers and they're smoking shit that isn't even on the market for another fucking while. It's a it's a roller coaster for them, but uh, most of the time. I feel, like I feel like that's the only reason you like to do the testers is because you want to have something nobody else is smoking on. Oh, definitely. Definitely. I'm not even going to lie about that. I do not like having fucking what everybody else has got. I, it's just one of my things. I don't, I don't, I'm big props to whatever the main strains that everybody's bragging about and it's what's selling right now. But yeah, I, when I go every my, my my experience when I go to my market, you know what I mean. When I go to, uh, I'm not calling out the place, but when I show up with my overages and shit, I usually do better than everybody else because I don't have what the fuck they got. My turps are completely different than what everybody's used to there, and I usually fucking sell my shit out in bulk. Fuck, that sucks because them guys usually get pissed because of that shit. But I don't like to run what everybody else has got. In fact, I, I purposely steer away from it. Yeah, I do the same because I, I have this like cut of GG4 that like four other buddies have too. And you know what I mean? And it's all in the same rank. So it's like you show up with that and they're like, yeah, everybody's got that. It's not impressive anymore, you know? Yeah, the, what they you, you just fucking nailed it right there, Smiley. Especially when you go to them events and shit, you're wanting to fucking peacock it like fucking Donnie Wahlberg says and shit. You're all pulling out, you know. Everybody's just like you said. Yeah, that's about the tenth time today I've seen that and shit. You want to pull out that one that's like, God damn, what is that? <laughs> I ain't never even seen it. Wait, what the fuck is it? Can I smoke some of that? That's when it's Sasha approved right there. Yeah. Come out and they're like, yeah, yeah. That's when you sit on that bitch and you hold it for like a year. You don't let nobody else have those cuts. <laughs> when you found that one, you won't even let them cuts go out for at least like a year. You just sit and kind of make your money on that. Yeah. And shake it out. If it's a market like that for you. I mean, I could see oh, that yeah. in certain ranks, like, uh, you know, like somebody like Mint Mechanico and Spartan and them, where they got, you know, they got them, a few of them cuts were pretty badass, you know, and then their names, you don't, that Han Solo burger or whatever, you don't hear that very often at all, you know. <laughs> I 
not that there's nobody with it, but it's like, I don't know. I've never seen it on the show. Oh, I've never heard of anybody else having it either. I believe that helps set you get sets you apart. It's just like I don't know. Oh yeah, especially if it's fire. You know what I mean? If it's really loud and it's really fire, definitely gives you something. Bragging piece. I guess that's the. I guess that's the only competitive edge that I have left. I guess is like that mentality with strength strains. Because I don't the, like the only competitive edge. Nothing about the years of experience. <laughs> Oh, no, no, about, I mean, like, I, I guess I really misspoke. Like, uh, <laughs> the only competitive urge I have left, because uh, I like in sports and shit, I like to, like, play sports, but I don't necessarily have the urge to play, to compete, to win and shit. And I don't, you know, I stay away from sports for that reason. Video games, I don't play with video games because I have that obsessive urge to just play that fucking game until I win. But when it comes to my favorite thing I like to do now, cannabis, I at least like to, uh, you know, hold that one fire strain for a little while and search for that fire strain and hold it for a minute. <laughs> Try to keep that competitive edge a little bit that way. I don't really care. I'll, I'll hand them out. I don't know. I like it because the genetics are out there and the way I look at it is it does, it's nobody really grows like I do anyway. So it's, I mean, it's, I know it sounds cocky or whatever, but it's true. And there's differences in every room and whatever. I know. You know, You're exactly don't. right. Smiling. Well, there's reasons why I do what it, this mentality is the way it is. And I'm actually starting to come around back to handing clones out more freely because uh, the market's changed. It's the market's fucking completely changed. Uh, back from what I'm talking about right now, back in the caregiver days, you know, just a few years ago is what I'm talking. This kind of market and fucking outlaw days for sure. I think that shit's funny because I haven't been with people carrying my 15, my legal 15, and people are like, aren't you nervous? I'm like, no, <laughs> this is a light load from the fucking outlaw days and shit. This is fucking, I'm fully carded for this. I, I'm not even, there's not even a drop of sweat here. This is fucking fully, fully fine. I'm, I, this is a normal fucking day. I can, but it's, you know, but that competitive edge, there's times where, uh, say, 12, right around 10, 12, where I was de- dealing with dispensaries quite a bit with my overages. And they would buy them just because my turfs were different than everybody else's. And then uh, I got friendly with uh, one of the dispensary owners there. And he was like, yeah, I'm going to start, you know, uh, my own gardens and stuff. And it seemed like it was going to be a personal type thing. So I offed him out some cuts and shit. And then the next thing I know, and this was my main dispensary that I was dealing with at the time. Well, fucking months down the road, well. It was namely the nine-pound hammer that everybody was looking for at the time. I offed him some cuts of that, and then the next thing I know, I come up with my nine-pound hammer. Oh, sorry, we're full. we've got jars full. We just fucking harvested our fucking nine, your nine-pound hammer right here, sir. And now, yeah, you need to fucking if 
you want to sell the nine, you got to take that down the road. But sorry, we really enjoy in your cuts. So that that burn right there fucking made me seal up fucking garden there for many years. I've seen that because at that it, it was competitive market at that point. But the way the laws are right now, and you know, the shits a changing. <laughs> that market right there is fucking dead. <laughs> so now, now it's like a little. Who gives a shit, really? You know what I mean? The competitive edge is going to be in craft flour itself. You know what I mean? And it ain't going to be a large market for it. So might as well just spread them out and let people work with them and fuck it. That's the way I've seen it anymore. Back in the day, oh, yeah, I was fucking hoarder big time on my cuts. Anybody that knew me fucking five, ten years ago that fucking tried to get cuts out of me then, good luck. They'd tell you, yeah, he didn't give a shit. <laughs> he dishing shit out over there. Yeah, nobody would help each other either because that was like all competitiveness. You know what I mean? It was like, I remember that early on in the Michigan scene, even too. Like, there was a big, heavy competitiveness around some of the cups. Where now it seems like it's more, you know, even the between the competitors, there's a lot of respect and people are kind of cool. Where early on, it was kind of like everybody was peacocking, like you say, and trying to. My shit's the best, or whatever. It's cool to see it change. I was cool. I was happy just to see fucking people growing. I was fucking tired of fucking big old fucking bricks of fucking brown bud, fucking just bricks of fucking weed. You guys probably aren't even don't even remember fucking the brick weed days. I mean, you don't even know how fucking lucky you guys are with this beautiful cannabis buds that we have these days. Do you smile or Sergeant Pepper? You remember that shit? I fucking do. I fuck yeah. I lived in Arizona when I was in um, junior high and high school, and we used to get brick weed from fucking Mexico. You don't know what you've done until you've broken up a fucking hundred pound bale with one of these motherfuckers. Just (laughs) rip. (laughs) You got one guy fucking kind of steaming and fluffing that shit, getting it going. That's. (laughs) I'm sorry. Yeah. So many seeds in it. Fucking terrible. I have actually fucking seen one guy fucking way back in the fucking day just fucking try to. Mold, just like pull off that layer. That shit's fucking good. That's good. Are you fucking serious, man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a different market these days. Fuck. <laughs> I've it's seen some shit. Different market. It probably I've was seen some shit back in the day, boys. I was gonna say it probably was dank ass weed before it got packed into a brick and shipped across lines. Uh, uh, I'm so glad them days are gone. And I'm so glad that everybody smoking cannabis will probably never, ever, 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 ever know them days. (laughs) Yeah, fuck those days. Sergeant Pepper, I'm glad you came back on. How you doing? I'm good, man. I'm just ripped now because I kept like I was quiet for a while and I was just like on the porch and I, I ended up smoking like three balls. Now I'm now I'm pretty baked. You know, I just want to say this to you to Sergeant Pepper. When I like accidentally talk over you like that, 
I'm just saying, because I can't see your face, it's harder to judge when you're getting ready to talk. <laughs> you're talking, man, and I know. I know I don't show my face. I, I understand. I know why. I'm just saying, if I cut you off, I, that's why it's just harder to, because I can't see you getting ready to talk. Uh, it's all good. Yeah. Chat's on like a totally different subject. They're talking breeding, like all kinds of crazy shit. We're up here just babbling. You know, <clears throat> what are they talking about on breeding? Let's see. I don't know. It's been going pretty fast, though. It's a pretty deep discussion on it. That's yeah, funny. I love there's that like, shit. Yeah, it's like a whole different conversation. They're talking about crossing, breeding, and I don't know, F fours, F eights. Well, so I will stuff. say the next uh, big build that I'm doing is I'm gonna, I'm gonna actually knock out a wall in my grow and then like add a door to my flower room because right now I kind of created like a little hallway that's free and then I have some tents. But I'm gonna take the tents out and then I'm just gonna add a door and just separate my veg and put a mini split. And I'm going to build uh, two breeding chambers, actually. And I want to do two three-by-three three breeding chambers. <clears throat> I think I told you guys about, about the uh, PVC wall liner. So what, uh, do you have any uh, strains already in mind that you'd like to cross? I mean, obviously yeah, well, put some thought into breeding, so you must have some thoughts on some shit you want to cross. I want to cross uh, the hog and um, that I that cut that I have, and I want to cross it with the mimosa. And then, what else do I want to cross? There's also I wanted to get the uh, cookies and cream. I want to cross that with the hog. The main reason I like crossing things with the hog is just it's like this lemony citrusy, like super fucking like frosty bud that every time I trim it. Um, my my trim tray is just like loaded with keep. Yeah, I think I think it's cool to start breeding and make, making seeds. I think it kind of gets uh, a little different when you start selling them and presenting yourself as like, you know, like that's what I think they were talking about in chat too. Is uh, you know, like there's a lot of work that goes into somebody like Mister Soul did on you know. Cindy 99 versus just pound chucking, some, you know what I mean, and making some fun crosses, and, which I think is cool. And I think people should do that, you know what I mean? I think it's just different when you start selling them. That's all. It's another breeder week here, too. For some reason, I got stuck on breeders and I guess just fucking scheduled like a bunch of them in the next few weeks. <laughs> That's cool, but though, man. It's super cool because you know what? Maybe I can learn a couple things. For me, like for right now, it's going to start off as just I'm going to start off with it. And then I'll probably like, you know, I'll run a couple of different ones and I'll see what I, I like out of it. And then I'll, I'll give out some tester packs. I'll give you a couple out and see what you guys think. But I'm not trying to like hit the market or anything like that. For right now, it's going to be like a little hobby and I'm going to play with it and I'm going to learn because. I don't know. I feel like if you're going to be a breeder and start like dropping seeds and you want to make a good name for yourself, 
you got to make sure you know what you're doing and not dropping a bunch of arm packs or anything like that. And I don't think I'm ready to play at that level, but I do want to try it, man. Like, I'm curious about things, and I don't know. I feel like with the ability with LED lights, you could run two chambers with some low wattage, especially if you just filled a couple little DIY lights. You could do something for, like, 320 watts and cover, like, the whole 3 by 3 well, that's what that whole idea of the seed swap at the regenerative conference that was that was the only time I had seen that but apparently they do it quite frequently out west and that's kind of where yeah like guys do like what you're talking and so you'll show up with your two crosses you made and all the other people show up and you just swap five ten packs or whatever you know what I mean and you go home with five six different crosses from people you knew or didn't know or met there that I, I, was kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, I would. Uh, I, I just um, it's something I've been I've been intrigued with for a while. To be honest with you, um, the whole reason I used to follow Ocean Go is I remember I watched uh, Vader, the way he did his breeding chambers, and I thought, man, that's really cool. And then I've seen Ninja the way he runs his, and then Medgar One, and I don't know. I I like their concepts and their ideas, but. Just like anything, I'm I'm gonna put my own little spin on it, but I I don't want to build mine out of uh, out of wood. I, I want to build it out of other material, and I kind of want to put my spin on it. I don't want to do the exact same thing, but at the same time, I want to make sure everything's airtight. And um, fucking build that shit and cover it with FRP, uh, Sergeant Pepper. Cover FRP's, it with what? FRP. That's what they use in hospitals. It's like that uh, plastic material. It's like shiny, super hard. You know what I mean? It's super reflective. Uh, it's easily washed down. I mean, that's why they use it in the hospitals mainly. Uh, it's because it's you can wash that shit down. And if you line the breeding chamber with it, you, it'd be too easy to fucking really give that fucker a good wet down in between washes. You'd actually almost set something up to where you had a drain in that bitch. <laughs> well, you know I mean? I'm definitely going to set something up like that because, um, well, I want to do everything drain to waste on it anyways, so there is going to be a drain. I um, I want to make I'm sure actually that... talking about a fucking drain drain, like a floor drain, like a shower drain. Almost use like a shower pan for your... Uh, you know, uh, no a classic shower pan and then put a drain in there and you can just build it almost like a shower unit. And then at the end of every run, you could just hit the fucker with the hose, man. Just wash all that pollen, everything down, wash it right into the fucking drain. And done. <laughs> Next round. <laughs> yeah, I think gotta... Cam was talking about something like that. Sorry, you I didn't get you off. No, I was going to say if you get it wet, right, then the pollen is inert. After that. Yeah. Pulls it all down. Yeah, I don't know. It'd be fun, but like like you say, you just named a few challenges and that's kinda or I guess reasons why not to. <laughs> but this week as far as uh breeders go, <clears throat> we got uh Jinx will be here. Uh, fucking Joel from North Star will be here this week, Friday. I actually doubled up Friday. Ah, gonna be a long, long Friday. Can of Queen Genetics will be here Thursday, I think it is. Yeah, Thursday, the 7th. And uh, 
Yeah, Friday is an early episode. Gonna be one early in the day, four o'clock. Joel from North Star. We'll be doing an interview with him Friday at four. And then at the normal time, <clears throat> uh John the Herb or Joe the Herb. I always say that wrong. The one the cat with the green hat, uh, grower, photographer. He's on the Growing up with our uh, embracing organics, he was on there last week. You know who I'm talking about? You will. If you don't, you will. I will. Yeah, I don't. I was gonna say with North Star, there's all that drama with Miss Jill on there on Instagram too. I don't know. Oh, did I? I, I tell me about it. Tell me. Tell me. I, I don't. I I thought I seen briefly a picture of something I already knew. Like a month ago, but then I tried to scroll back down there and I couldn't find it. It disappeared. Was it the picture of fucking Jill and uh, uh, Soil King? Yeah, there was a picture I saw of Jill and Soil King. I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't. I don't. I don't know all the detail, and I'm not trying to. I'm not going into it either. But I I was going to say it just sounded like she was kind of calling them out as like ripping subs genetics off or something. Yeah. There's more. There's even more to it than that. But I, it ain't my place. It ain't my place. I knew about it the day after. Uh, a friend of mine sent me some photos. And, uh, you can't even know how I feel about that, Spiral. Well, yeah. I just. It's kind of interesting. He's gonna be on Friday. That's all. He said it's gonna be fun too. That makes me. <laughs> <laughs> I actually got a message today that said it's gonna be fun. Now, I'm not oh. saying you have to dig into it, but maybe it'll be a topic. I mean, if it's, oh, I'm not bringing it up. Live I, thing I'm, going on there, still arguing or something. No, I, I ain't trying to coach no negativity on here about that shit. I, I, you know, if he brings it up, that's one thing. But I'm not gonna try to fish it out of him. I know what's going on behind the scenes. It's whatever. Fucking whatever. Oh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> he said he was coming on. So. Sorry. 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 Yeah, so it's going to be a pretty cool week of that. Let me fucking bring up, uh, see if I can bring up this Instagram. You guys will know who it is as soon as I fucking. Instagram names are so fucking funny sometimes because you. You think you're saying them one way, you know what I mean? And then you actually hear them say it, and then you, you look at it again, and you're like, oh, yeah, I guess I can see. I see it that way now, yeah. I said it completely wrong, like an idiot. Like Sergeant Pepper on my screen is 420 feet. <laughs> what? What? He's got this oh. little hashtag after the oh. 420. This is 420 feet. I see. <laughs> they don't even show up on YouTube. So. All right, I want to show this guy because I, I totally ripped his fucking name. Oh, that's uh, that's uh, Joe, uh, Joda Herb. 
Well, like his real name's John, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Don't say thank you, Sergeant Pepper. You just made me feel a whole lot better about my first go at that fucking. (laughs) I've never said it, man. I've never said it, bro. I've never said it to you. Yeah, it's like silent. Yeah, I thought they were pronouncing it. Yeah, Yeah, all I know is that guy's a cool cat. That guy's a cool cat. That's Friday night's guest right there after Joel. So it's Joel at four o'clock, and then uh, he's at eleven thirty. That'll be a good. Uh, do, you, do you know that guy, Smiley? Just I uh, just from IG, uh, catch a few of his lives, but not, he's another. Not about... uh, he's an, another no-till guy, organic. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I like, I like him already. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I figured you would. That's why it's gonna be it's gonna be your new buddy. He's uh, he also runs a uh, dragon uh, LEDs, but I'm not gonna ruin his show, so I'm not gonna take his thunder. But he's uh, he's definitely gonna be a really cool guest. I speak very highly of that gentleman. Sorry if I mispronounced the way he said his IG name. I don't know how it said right. All I know is that guy's a super cool cat. He's in a chat room that I'm in, and I've had numerous conversations with him. He's a uh, definitely a good. Want to say it's Joda Herb. That's why I, I want to say it's pronounced, but I could be fucking it right up. Joda Herb. And it says, yes, KNF and regenerative focused. Always learn. I will say, if you had said that originally, I would have known who you were talking about, but the guy with the green hat was not the best description, even though no. it is now that I see it. But yeah. Yeah, but that's the icon. See, I know a lot of people too, just by that uh, icon. You know what I mean? To me, they, and, uh, who was it? Grow Mouse said it one night on fucking uh, on the grow tube there. He's like, you change your fucking emoji, fucking uh, your icon, you're dead to me. And I agree, man. There's a lot of growers that I fucking know that, you know, if you change that, it's like, who, who is that? I don't even recognize that picture in my feed. Fucking when did I prove that person? And you got to go, oh, okay, they got a new picture. That's, I've never changed mine in fucking a long, long time. Yeah, I want to change mine. I want to come up with a new logo. That was something that I did that was low budget real quick on the on the beginning, but at the same time, that's probably something I'll get to later because I'm not going to fucking do it. I'm just going to pay somebody to do it. No. Tito. <laughs> oh, shit. I I still got fucking tons of trimming to do. At least got it pumped off a couple plants there. A couple transplants. I only got like fucking 17 more of those to go. (laughs) 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 And then all them three gallon pots need to be washed. And then the one gallons need to go into those fucking threes. And the one gallons get washed and the soul cups go into the ones. Cloner's empty right now because I'm getting ready to do a fucking bunch of seed drops, bring in a bunch of new genetics. I'm excited for you to drop that wedding cake primal punch, brother. When you drop that wedding cake primal punch, you let me know how that goes. That's going to be fucking fire. You know what's funny about that, Sergeant Pepper? We're we're going right back, right back to that competitive asshole theory a little bit. It's hard, so hard to shake, Sergeant Pepper. 
so hard to shake. Oh, because I talked to Med fucking what was it, uh, Thursday or Friday? And he's like, man, you should be good any day. And I was hoping it was Friday, but it wasn't Friday. It wasn't Saturday. And I went when I went to the mail office too. She's like, you know, we're running behind. I'm like, mm. that's not what I wanted to hear. But he when he sent me the message, he sent me. He's like, well, we're testing the uh, the GML first. I thought, cool. I'll drop those and the wedding cake. <laughs> I'm going one ahead. <laughs> So okay, well, I'll I'll honor you. I'll, I'll drop the GMO cross first, but I'm also dropping the wedding cake. Yeah, that wedding cake with that primal punch just sounds fucking fire, man. Um, not that the GMO wouldn't be. The only concern I have, to be honest with you, it's not that it wouldn't be fire. Is how long is it going to take to finish? Because. I usually don't like to run anything that doesn't finish within 60, 63 days max. Wedding cake's a 10 week or two, I believe. I've never so run it, but more. yeah, I believe they're both right up there. Which bums me out because that doesn't fit my schedule at all. So I'm hoping that uh, Fuck, the, primal, know, right? the primal side brings her back some. But LEDs change that in in the in that equation too, you know. LEDs, in my opinion, you can shave a week off a of flower period off of uh, HPS system. You know that the LED side finishes an easy week quicker. And I noticed, as far as that goes, I noticed the fucking that insane in the membrane uh, finished two weeks quicker under the LED side than it did on the HPS side. Two full weeks. That's huge. Yeah, that's really huge. That's kind of what I, I'm... I won't even run it again in the HPS side. I'm running it again back here in a scrog, and maybe one more time in a stand-up over there, but uh, I won't run it again in the HPS, that's for sure. It takes too fucking long. That's kind of why I hunt, was hunting for certain crosses, like a wedding cake. I got a few different wedding cake crosses I'm looking at. And uh, like a G, the GMO, I really just grabbed the unicorn poop one was the only one, but I was thinking the same what, thing. What exactly is the turf profile you chasing, Smiley? Uh, I try to get a range of different ones, so... I got a fuel, I got, you know what I mean? I just, um, I don't know, GG4 is kind of its own flavor, and so is Cindy 99. They're both kind of in their own different earthy spice category, and then Ghost uh, OG is a pretty hardcore fuel. And then Unicorn Poop is kind of in that same category, I guess, but it's got more funk to it. And, uh, but yeah, I look at it like there's, you know, five to six different categories I want to have. If, if I show up someplace, I can crack five, six different jars and go from fuel to fruit and everything in between. And I don't know, that's kind of my goal, I guess. 
So everything I'm cracking, I'm putting up against something I already have. You know what I mean? What about you, Sergeant Pepper, and your next bean crack or uh, the next strain that you're bringing in? What is your profile that you're looking for? Uh, I definitely want something that's going to be a little bit more fruity. I was actually looking at a, what was it? I think it was, uh, I forget who it was, but I want to say it was Jungle Boys that they dropped uh, Skittles and um, a Sunset Sherbet cross. I thought that would be kind of cool. And it was like a uh, eight to nine weeker. Yeah, and I was trying to get Grape Stomper OG, so I got a cross of that going. That's my most recent one I'm going to hunt. Or I'm actually flowering. Same reason I got the Max Stomper is I was hoping to carry that Grape Stomper OG. Can anybody talk me through on how fucking to unblock somebody? I don't know how to block anybody. I don't know. I I don't know. If anybody watching fucking knows, can they please tell me how to unfucking block somebody? I feel bad for right. this cat. Is that modern still? Yeah, yeah. He sent me a text and he tells me that he's visible on everybody else's chat but when he pops into my chat that uh he nobody can see him hmm. he's hid from everybody and uh like he said he was in here last night going trying to you know can anybody see me can anybody you know see what i'm typing and nobody was replying to anything he was posting up and uh i feel bad about that shit because i know you guys know I have seen me in my taxes and it's, chat and shit, how fucking bad they can be. So I can feel with this guy <laughs> fucking about his misspelling, accidental misspelling that uh, got him bounced. Seems pretty rude to, to block him. I mean, or not. I wouldn't have done it. <laughs> I wouldn't have done it. There was one guy that I blocked in the beginning that popped in here and he was fucking, it was. It wasn't nothing. I mean, he was just going on and on and on and on and on. Uh, I think it was actually during the 420 thing, briefly through that. And I had to fucking block him. And, uh, but it wasn't modern. It wasn't modern. Other than that, I wouldn't block it anybody, especially for something that, like one comment like that. I mean, they've got stupid other features like timing them out and shit. Not, I definitely wouldn't go right to a block. Especially he said it was only like one comment. He said he was typing to somebody named Mitch and he accidentally hit the B so it came across like bitch something. You know what I mean? <laughs> and that's what got him fucking Dumb bitch. Hey bitch. It's, I guess somebody snagged him up and blocked him. I don't know. Uh. But either way he uh he has more than said he was sorry and fucking. I'm like, dude, I didn't block you, man. I wouldn't have done it. I will do whatever I can to unblock you. But unfortunately, I don't know where to start to look. Yeah, I think ask, it almost has to be that person, don't it? You got to ask your kids. They know how to do everything on the computers. Right on. <laughs> 
That's when you know you're getting old, right? When you just like, fuck it, I ask my kids, they don't do all this shit. Oh, Lexi's. I've, I've uh, almost got Lexi a fucking uh, job in social media a couple of times. Tattoo parlor. I've almost tried to get her to work there like three or four times because he's always bitching and shit. I've got all these pictures on my phone and I need to be posted on. He don't even have an Instagram account yet. He's got a Facebook. I'm like, you need to turn that shit right over to Lexus. She'll be posting all that shit for you and bring your attention to appointments and shit that people want to get a hold of you. So you'll notice that shit instantly. Take it just uh, like an hour a day or some shit, you know what I mean? Wouldn't even be a huge investment. Fuck from the iPhones, make that shit too easy anymore. That's the only thing I liked about the iPhone. It's going back. This bitch is going back tomorrow. Ugh. Hate this fucking thing. The only positive thing about this was this between this is fucking uh, the iPhone. You can do multiple posts. I can, like, I can post something. And then it has the option of you can post this on multiple Instagram accounts. Like, say, I can post it on four Instagram accounts at once and fucking Twitter and fucking Facebook all in one push of a button. The same post just across all medias to where the Android only lets you do Twitter and Facebook. And you can't do multiple accounts on Instagram. So that's the only the only one thing I like about the, the fucking Apple phone. The rest of it, so happy. Now you're, now you're really cool though. You got one of my phones, so like you're part of that click. No, no, it's a fine line with me and my kids too. <laughs> fucking, they're iPhone and I'm Android. I'm like, no, you guys need Android. They're like, no, fuck that piece of shit. I, I hate the iPhone. I really do. I mean, everybody's got their own. It's almost like grow styles, almost. Everybody's got their own, but whatever. I prefer my Android. Probably not going to buy any of the Chinese one. I don't know. It's one that spies on you or whatever. I just got this fucking, uh, this one right here. I'm, I'm, I'm fucking techie. Sergeant Pepper, I'm just fucking retired from fucking tech bullshit. <laughs> this right here used to be my fucking, one of my fucking hobbies right here is phones. I've always had like the fucking next phone. And uh, I used to fucking root these bitches and play around with the operating systems all the time. That right there is my emoji. I think you asked me that one time. It's like, this is how ingrained it is on everything, Smiley. It's actually on my phones and everything. See, remember, see that skull? That's the one oh, that's yeah. I was referring to. That's a trichome shot of my nine-pound hammer right there. And that what looks like a skull I seen in the picture, and I thought, that's going to be my image right there. And that's what I've always used on my icon for all my, all my shit. But I'm dying to take some pictures with this bitch. This is that uh, S20 plus. I didn't go with the 20 plus ultra. Ooh. But I got the mm-hmm. 20 plus. The fucker's got Stock amazing ultra, zoom on it. Stock, it's got like stalker zoom on that bitch and shit. That's <laughs> one of the three camera lenses or whatever. Four, five, four. Holy shit. Yeah, look at that. 100 times zoom. 
hundred times zoom on that bitch. They Dude, said you, get, you can actually look at the moon on with that fucker. I haven't yet, but I'm. I bet you that'll be handy though. You can snap pictures of a leaf and zoom in and out on it. You know, because at sixty to a hundred times zoom is where you're gonna want to do inspections for bugs and shit. That's yeah. pretty badass. Yeah, I think it's gonna fucking take some nice bud shots with that fucker. I can't wait to play with it. Yeah. Someday soon, when I get done with trimming. That never is ending. Never ending. Two weeks a month, are you dance? Two glorious weeks a month. So you are, uh, you crank it right out that right in one process, hang it, take it down, trim it, bag it, ship it. Usually, yeah, somewhat like that, yeah. Usually, it's a wet trim into the dryer, and then it's fucking somewhat cured for like week, week and a half, and then it's gone. Curing's a joke, man. Sometimes to me, because like. There's no fucking way. Like, if people don't want to wait, like, I don't know. I had a couple buddies that'll, like, or patients that'll, like, um, sit on some or cure it or whatever. But usually, yeah, once it's smokable, it's, people want it and it's gone. And... Why? It's, you know, and I appreciate the, the whole curing process. We kind of touched on that the other night, smiling uh, about that jar. It got hit in hidden for a while and it was much better when I found it but like you said uh, we're under restrictions here and uh, you know you gotta do what you gotta do why why put that same unit up for a month or two when it's it's ready to go right now without any complaints and there's another one right right now that's ready to come down if I did it like that, it'd take a longer time to get going, I guess. You know what I mean? You'd have that uh, cure time before you could start releasing things. But, yeah. It blows and my mind some of them guys out it. west. Like the guys out west when they're outdoor, they'll sit on that shit. They'll take it down and sit on it until April. And then, like, not even smoke it or nothing. But in the other aspect, though, Smiley, it would fucking sure be nice if... Uh, you could, uh, you were able to like store and cure like that. You know what I mean? In a bigger numbers type deal. That way, if, when the market surge came, instead of being fucked like I have a couple of times, <laughs> because I'm limited by my perpetual harvest, uh, that I'd be tapping in deeper into that cure. I'd be like, oh yeah, I got you. <laughs> At some point, I'd have to start my cure process over, but I'd be like, oh, yeah, I got you. Until that shelf was empty. <laughs> well, it's true, because, you I mean, even for them, they're still sitting on it. You know, you figure they outlaid all that cost into production and maintenance and all that to get to where they were and to sit on it that long. So it's pretty amazing. Really. But once I figure once it's part of the plan, it's just how it is, then you know what I mean? Like anything. I got a shitload of this fucking dominatrix right now that I just took down. We just 
unusable. <laughs> it's pretty fucking good right now. What's the cross oh. on that one? That was Empire breeding, right? Yeah, the the crosses are no better uh, recognizable than dominatrix. Sex tape times uh, duct tape. <laughs> that name is awesome now. <laughs> That is totally a dominatrix, dude. Which I think duct tape is uh, rug burn times uh, gorilla glue. I forget what sex tape is. That's funny, though. <laughs> I don't know what else you would name that. <laughs> duct tape and sex tape. What would you he's name got that? one. <laughs> he's got another one. It's sex tape times something. And that's married with children. <laughs> there you go. That's funny. Yeah, I haven't checked any of their stuff out really. I should should look at it a little closer. He's got some fire over there. Empire does. Oh, I believe it. Some of that stuff, yeah, like the names kind of it it does matter. You know what I mean? Like it definitely matters. It's recognizable or whatever. People always talk about that, how people go to the um you know, the elite cuts or the elite breeder cuts that get passed around, but it's because nobody's heard of those. You know what I mean? Like, there's no, there's no, uh, if there's no picture of it online and there's nothing to really go by on the cross like that, you know, if you've never heard of the two, there's probably nothing that's really going to click for your, for you when you're flipping through them, you know? That's why I think it's nice to have something you're looking for when you go look. I'm listening, Smiley. I'm just trying to uh, smoke and grow Frazier's trying to talk me through the unblock process. Oh, yeah, do that for sure. And chat here. So otherwise, it's too easy to buy so many fucking seeds. <laughs> you start looking for one thing and then you find like three other ones. You're like, ooh. <laughs> That's why I wish we were in more of a square footing setup to where we didn't have the plant count where you could just fucking house a lot of genetics and fucking cups and just pull them out one by one. Oh, I want to run a fucking mile crop of this. I'm going to let this one cup grow up, take fucking bunch of cuts off it and fucking that's going to be my mile crop of that. Fucking take one more cut of it and then set that one back and into the library there. You know what I'm saying? You can house yeah. a lot of genetics like that. Be nice. Yeah, just rip That's monocrops it. off them and run them. And then, like you say, be able to fucking do some good phenol hunts and shit. Pop a fucking 20, 30 at a time of one genetic and just go with the strong seedlings. Be so much better of a place. Miss D's asking when you when you uh, feed your seedlings, when do you start feeding them? Me, uh, <clears throat> once they sprout, I just kind of, I'm watching that cube and just kind of making sure that cube's moist. And uh, I'll just spray that cube with RO water until I get some good roots out of there. And then when I transplant it into the cup, same thing, it's uh, 
somewhat dry medium. I want them to work out a little bit and then I just water it a little bit of water as it needs it. Not heavy, just a little bit at a time until I know she's pretty well rooted. What about you guys? Mine just go right into the soil. Oh yeah. James Miley and that simple simplistic method up there and shit. I just I just let it happen. <laughs> Sergeant Pepper, what about you, brother? I'm sure he's got some high-tech gadget or something. Did you pass out all this, Pepper? A little of that. Shake it. Hello, Pepper. Sergeant Pepper. I'm a Pepper. You're a Pepper. Wouldn't you like to be a Pepper to be a Pepper? I was like, why don't they hear me? Are you are you drinking Dr. Pepper, Sergeant Pepper? <laughs> What's up, buddy? What are you doing over there, Sergeant Pepper? I usually I usually do um I usually do Empire Beanie's uh, company's method where he did the uh, direct uh, seed drop inside a cocoa in a cup. And then uh, I would just go from there. I used to do the plugs, but I find it to be easier to just have cocoa in cups and then drop your beans in there after you've soaked them for 24 hours. And then from there, I usually use a couple little Ziploc sandwich bags and spray them and then let them grow out from there, and then I let them harden off and just grow inside the actual solo cup. And then I spray them. I don't feed them. I'll spray them until I see they root up well, and then from there, then I'll start feeding them. I hate having them in solo cups. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> it's all good. Everybody has their way. I know. I just hate it, man. But they just seem to not do well, and me in the solar cup at all. I did them that. Well, I mean, I've had them that way, but it also needs to start doing a fabric pot, and they're like, it's totally different. I just don't do them. Uh, <clears throat> I like the cubes before. I just feel like uh, it's almost like uh, the rock wool. It, it, the density of the cube, I believe, kind of fights the root, makes it. Uh, Thicken up and uh, branch out a little bit. It helps get some uh, fish bones a little bit before it reaches the cup. And then the other reason behind that is my, the cocoa that I'm running is just so fucking chunky and airy. It's easy for a, a seedling to dry out in that shit. So that's why I kind of use the, the cubes to help uh, keep a little moisture in there for them seedlings until they've you know, developed a little bit further and can handle the chunky cocoa. And and to say that about the solo cup, I, I should take that back. They seem to get root bound really fast in a solo cup. And that's my that's my thing with them. So like, yeah, it's just I don't know. For me, that's the problem I always have. I have to keep them in there or transplant them quicker out of it. That's a good subject right there, uh, Smiley. Uh, tap versus tap root versus no tap root. Uh, so basically, you know. A seed versus a stem. I believe uh, a seed in the vigor of a, a un, the taproot of a, a seed 
that plant, you know what I mean, has a hell of a lot more vigor than a clone that uh, doesn't have that initial taproot to it, the one that's fucking going straight down as far as it can go before it branches out. I believe, uh, you know, what are, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think uh, a tap-rooted plant is better than a clone-rooted plant? I think I've noticed the growth difference myself, but have you noticed that yourself? Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know. I, I've i got some pretty vigorous clones, too. So, it's, But, yeah, there definitely is a difference in the initial plant. I mean, there's that initial vigor of them, I guess, but outdoor i guess that's where it really matters too more i've heard guys that grow outdoor talk about that a lot more than indoor but smoke and grow frazier i went there and it says that i have no blocked contacts on my end so i'm thinking it might it's got to be the moderator huh in their contacts you would think because it's my channel that I would have ultimate access no. to whoever's blocked. There will be no bitches called in chat. Moderator ain't not having it. <laughs> I just want to fix it. I don't want to piss anybody off or have anybody think I'm, you know, blocking them. No fucking reason. No. Hey, I was going to say, though, guys, I'm actually, I'm going to dip out, though. Well, we appreciate yeah. you popping in, dude. Yeah, well, it's always nice having around. I just want to say thanks, uh, thank you, Eagle, and thank you, Smiley. It's yeah, so man. I feel like every time I come on the show, I always learn something new, and I like hearing people's opinions. Definitely, I enjoy having you on. And like I said, you're gonna be proud when I, I'm. I'm actually you. You've cracked the nut, man. I'm admired. I've been admiring your room now for what a couple weeks. And it's so techni technically on point, I'm fucking jealous. I, I, I have to automate something to make to make myself feel better <laughs> about my space. He's got to keep up with the sergeant. <laughs> I just got to feel, I, I don't got to keep up. I just want to feel like I'm like getting more modern, I guess, with Sergeant Pepper's help. No, that's just it, man. It's always like seeing something that sparks a new idea for your room. You know what I mean? It's not about trying to keep up. It's just trying to improve. Maybe he can talk. Well, there's two ways. I've been thinking about, like, uh, trying to automate my water a little bit, maybe through collars. But moreover, I think I would like to uh, get an environment controller. Something that can uh, operate these fucking fans that I lazily leave running all the time when I know that uh, they could be shut off at some points. You know what I mean? It'd be better if I had thermostats fucking turn them on and off when they really needed to be on and off instead of <laughs> when I feel like walking up and going, it's too fucking hot in here <laughs> and kicking them on and shit. You know, you could do an environmental control or you could save some money and like also... If you you know if you're still running tens, Eagle, the AC Infinity fans I hear are pretty good, especially with the uh, the temperature and the humidity on them. And I guess Med swears by them, but I mean I just I went with the Trollmaster just because I I wanted it to do all kinds of shit. So be careful because they're dope because you'll get it to do one or two things, and then afterwards you're like, okay, what else can this fucking thing do? And then next thing you know, it's wiping your ass. 
<laughs> oh, don't worry, brother. Before I make that purchase, you can bet you'd probably be the first one of the first people I DM with a fucking product. Be gone. What you think, brother? <laughs> what you think about this? No, that would be sweet, man. That would be sweet. You get yourself some sleep, man, and uh, you'd be more welcome to jump in any other time you want to jump in, brother. Thanks, man. Always fun being on the show. You guys have a good one. Everybody in chat, smiley. Much good love. Time. Peace out. Have a good night, brother. <laughs> Mr. Smiley, did you see fucking Chris Merckx when he popped in the chat earlier? I see him in here now. I didn't. Well, I don't know what you're referring to. Why. He was all like, yay, Smiley's <laughs> back. <laughs> no, I've been listening, man. I've been catching up on him. Tomorrow i got to catch up on all the ones I missed today. So. Well, you're not committed or nothing, at least here. <laughs> if you want to go back and listen, well, that's super awesome, but I'm you ain't got to or <laughs> I try to. I mean, it's one of those things. I don't listen to the radio or nothing else. So if I'm in the room trimming, I'll throw them on. That's why I just download them. Some of that shit you got to listen to twice to catch it all. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. Sometimes it just goes fast, especially on my end. That you know, trying to keep up with uh the interview itself and watch chat it can be a, a little hard to soak it all in sometimes especially smoking them big fatties the whole way through well yeah if somebody starts really rattling a bunch of info off man that'll be uh, hard to keep up with there's a few of those where like doctor so and so is talking or whatever in a podcast and they start rattling stuff off and you're like wait a minute I gotta Rewind that and write that down. I don't know what he was talking about, but I'll figure it out later. <laughs> yeah, I'm fucking. There's a couple people I've noticed here in chat. I've threw out a couple of invitations, but there's a couple people that knew in here that I'd like to talk to now too. Oh yeah. Michelle, I've reached out. I called her out last night to see if she would throw out an invitation. Any of you guys, if you want to pop on, show you guys the space and tell me about your garden, I'd love to hear from you guys. I just want to point that out as I see. Because, like, tonight, watching, like you were saying, uh, the breeding conversation, there's obviously some good untapped knowledge here in chat. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, Smile? I'd like to get some of these guys on. Yeah, there definitely is a lot of range knowledge in the chat. It's cool. Miss D's Nugs, I'd like to hear from you. Trey Valone, I was interested by your uh, breeding chats earlier. I'd like to hear from you as well. I just like to keep the I, I don't feel good now unless i've got like at least a solid weed packed <laughs> we almost need saying. to double them up man so that way you got a backup yeah i'm trying to get better on all that shit i'm trying to make sure when i reach out to people that uh that they know what platform it's on now because like last night uh nothing against uh 
sorry, <laughs> MMP, but he had, that was his first uh, go at uh, Zoom. So we were figuring that out like 10 minutes before the show. My bad. I wish I'd have known because he was the one of the ones he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I didn't specify. And then like a couple hours before the show, he was like, so is this a Zoom? And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Now, can so, you send out, can you like email out like the Zoom app where they can download it or whatever? Is that like a link they can just click and it downloads? Yeah, yeah, it comes out in an invitation if I email it to them, but then everybody gives me emails. So, uh, so sometimes it's up and up and downs like that. So, so now I'm trying to tell everybody in advance when I talk to them that it's on Zoom platform. I like I'm specifying the exact time now time zone <laughs> time zone make sure that it's correct and then i'm trying to like uh check back in uh like a day or two beforehand with the confirmation just like a dentist office just a little confirmation on tomorrow night right okay you're gonna be there you've got your zoom shut up you if you need to you can call me or we could do a quick little zoom that day okay all right we're good so i'm trying to trying to get it down well it makes it more important too for him you know what i'm saying like uh and the understanding that it is a live audience so like you know what i mean like you just want to make sure things line up for the live audience and it goes smooth so it ain't enough have professionalism that's what that is this thing is like I don't know. It's it's I enjoy doing this. It's like I said I've said before. It's way beyond me anymore. I, I enjoy doing it, but it's like pulling itself along. Really, I think. <laughs> yeah. Ten years from now, it'll be like who's been on Eagles show and who hasn't. <laughs> that would be pretty cool, but I don't see that happen. You never know. Never know. Or you could have the you could have the key interviews of people, you know what I mean? They weren't on any other show but yours. I've got a pretty good but I've got a pretty good run going so far. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Oh. Well man, I was gonna try to make it to four twenty, but I'm pretty smoked out and I don't have any more rolled up. Man, that's only what nineteen more minutes. Man. I know, Games. right? I know. Games. I do got. I got a dad's. Had a couple of them. Yeah, I was out this weekend, man. That was kind of crazy, missing everything. But it was, it was uh. So I yeah, get. It is. Can well, I have that personal time to fucking stay sane, brother? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But for the most part, I'll have two nights that I can uh, be home where I got internet. So it was outside of the hours I'm out there. But like uh, Wednesdays was recording for Frugal Force. And then Saturday is the airing of Frugal Force. So that's kind of why I haven't been on when uh, in chat with Michigan Bros on Sunday. I'm listening to it after the next day. 
is what it is. But isn't it nice when you get back on and everybody's like, oh, smiley, we missed you. <laughs> yeah, no, that definitely is cool. cool. For sure. It's fun hanging out. Seeing everybody in chat. Seeing uh, a lot of them live ones. The other, I guess the other shows I was watching this on Friday too. I was seeing people that I knew in there. Yeah. It's kind of cool. It'd be more cool when we can hang out and fish. Oh, I agree. I can't wait. I can't wait. That yeah. power outage the other day was like a fucking gift. It was. Yeah. yeah. You getting more done then or what? No, I actually was fucked about shit I needed to get done the other day. Because yeah, it was like I had shit to take down. I guess I could have dragged some plants out outdoors and trimmed outdoors. I never thought of that. I could have did that. But I didn't. Everything else needed to be, well, it was indoors or uh, washing pots outdoors on the back back patio there because it was all nice. Because I'm on a well, I couldn't even fire. I could have dragged out the generators and shit, but I didn't. So I just fucking, uh, I knew it was only going to be a couple hours. So I ended up just loading up and I went out of town, went to the next town, which is the only fucking grocery store there. <laughs> the only grocery store, main food center there is like 45 minutes away. And so <laughs> that's what I ended up doing. I was like, fuck it. I'm going, going to Walmart. Fucking loaded up and it ran over to Walmart. Thought about buying a grill. So I haven't had a grill in a fucking about two years since I moved up here. I have, it's been so long since I've actually had like a frame fucking broiled burger. <laughs> dying, just, dying for one. With your two months of summer, it's kind of hard to get that in what, a couple times, three, four times. And then I was kind of bummed. The ones I was looking at are like. And I like them too, where like the more like uh, the griddle style, you know what I mean? The flame actually doesn't even hit it. You're just warming up the plate, which seemed kind of interesting. I'd like that, but to me, I'm kind of losing out. I, I just like that flame to touch the meat, you know what I mean? Smoke, all that. Gotta get the charcoal ones. I want one of the side by sides, like a gas smoker. So I like to smoke meat too, like I used to back in the day. I still yeah, I got a smoker somewhere. Got a nice rotisserie motor thing that hooks up to mine, and it's uh, charcoal. I didn't get the attachment for the smoker to go off the side. It's that charcoal barrel style, but it works sweet with that rotisserie manning. Makes it awesome. I was just thinking to myself that uh, one year I fucking, you ever watch, uh, I think it was the King of the Hill there, the Tuducton? Do you know what I'm Tuducton, yeah. Yeah. I pretty much fucking tried one of those one year, fucking took, in in the smoker at that, I fucking took a fucking turkey and I stuffed the fucking hand up the fucking turkey and I shoved the fucking small ham up the fucking bird's ass and then fucking smoked it there for a while. It's did, pretty good. did it come out good? Yeah, it was actually good. Huh. Good. 
smoked turkey is probably, I don't know, that's probably the best way I've ever had it. A buddy of mine did one for like 12 hours and it came out so fucking killer. So good. At one point, jerky was a hobby. I used to like to make some jerky. Now you just... Yeah, well, spit it out, smiling. <laughs> Nothing, man. I'm not even going to tease you about it. As <laughs> well, I've got a good sense of humor. Those the air dryers, the jerky dryers, is like the the herbs now dryer or whatever. Uh, now you just, I got it. Just say now you dry your weed there. That's funny. Did you do I it in one of those air dryers like that, or were you doing it on the smoker? No. No, I always did it in the smoker or I used the oven. Hmm. I would uh, prop the oven door open at like 175 with a spoon and just let it dry out in the oven for a while. If I didn't drag the smoker out. There's actually a bunch of jerky kits you can buy at like uh, grocery stores. That uh, That's the cooking method of it right there is in the oven. Lay it all out on the uh, on the rack, put some foil in the bottom of your oven there, and just make jerky in my birds. Gear jerky and shit. That's yeah, a funny you're... thing. That's funny right there that we're talking about that because uh, Skibble and them fuckers, when they first met me, probably fucking got to notice how cheap I could be like that. Because <clears throat> that's what I do at festivals fucking when I go to high times and shit because it's good drive for me anyway to them fuckers. So I'm new, I usually stop and buy like a fucking pound of jerky or something on the way down. And I snack on the jerky on the fucking trip so I'm like fucking full the whole day because I fucking ate a pound of fucking jerky bound up in my fucking gut. So while everybody else is running around hey you want to go get something to eat? I'm like oh man I'm good. I have fucking jerky's fucking sitting there like a rock and shit. <laughs> So that's my fucking, I do that a lot. Then fucking Kana Kate there was uh, selling, oh, she does uh, medicated jerky too. Yeah, that'd be dangerous. Oh, the worst one that I got was, uh, you might even remember that. I think you went to Kushstock, didn't you? Right? Yeah. Fucking uh, right across from the TGA booth there, they had uh, bacon on a stick. Medicated bacon that was fucking... You know, it was super thick and fucking just on a stick, man, and it was all medicated. Holy fuck, that shit was good. Dangerous, dangerous. It just sat there across from us, just killing us all day long with that delicious fucking... They had all kinds of barbecue bacon, fucking fucking just hot buffalo bacon, regular bacon, green bacon. All of it just, like... Laced down with THC oil, brushed with THC oil when it came out and shit. Do you think you can find a bacon turf off of of cannabis? I don't know. I doubt it. Fried bacon? Would it be appealing, though, to smoke? I don't know. It'd be different. It'd be kick-ass if it tasted like blueberry pancakes and bacon or some shit. Everything smells, you know what I mean? Something that smells like bacon is always attractive. Like, ooh. All right. Bacon. I love me some bacon. For 
they say that cannabis can uh, make any terpene or any smell. Some people claim that. So I, I don't know. We'll see. Somebody's going to come out with a maple bacon cut. Well, the, the Pine Valleys is a little bit right there. Well, it's maple syrup. Just got to figure out how to just fucking sneak that bacon turps in there. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know about that. I'm leery of anything. Anything outside of just bacon, I'm leery of. That whole, like, what was that, like a year or two ago where they were fucking putting bacon in like, everything? They got oh, yeah. chocolate? Bacon, put chocolate on or bacon on my donuts. There's bacon in the ice cream. Yeah. I was shaking my head at that fat. I was like, oh god, this this is out of control now. The maple bacon donuts are badass though. Just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> I actually tried one not so long ago. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't uh I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I'd reach for that one first again. Yeah. But then again, it could have been, you know, just the maker itself. You know what I mean? It could have been the bacon that they choose, or I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's definitely Lexi one that you it. look at. Yeah, it's one you look at at first, and you're like, "What the fuck? <laughs> bacon on a donut? What the fuck?" <laughs> it just doesn't even seem right. It just doesn't even seem right. But I like that with the egg on the hamburger, too. That's good as shit, too. You know what's good on a hamburger you probably you may or may not have seen coming? is a uh, horseradish. Hmm. It's fucking really good on a burger. That's coming Gives back. It's a little bit of a spiciness to it. It's good. Really good. Seem like some of my uncles and like that older kind of generation like that too with the um, spicy horseradish on there. Horseradish is seriously underrated. Horseradish is a funny beast. Uh, People don't realize how hot that shit is. And the more you break it up, the worse it gets. But they Uh, mix it with a lot of shit too, don't they? They make like the sauces and different shit with it. Like Oh, absolutely. And uh, but I'm telling you, man, horseradish, like, if you were to bite it, like, just take one and, like, bite it, you'd be like, oh, this isn't so bad. But the more you actually break into it and chew it up and, you know, grind up the oils and stuff, it's comparable to any any hot pepper, really. But, uh, yeah, my dad, we used to always eat the red radishes. Like the garden radish, I guess. Those are pretty That's spicy, f- though. Good morning, UK SIF four twenty. God, Hi. I think that's funny. He said he's just getting up, but I had seen him just hours ago. And like, fuck, <laughs> you don't get much sleep while you run about as much schedule as I do, UK. So I just seen you in chats a few hours ago. He's like, you still at it? <laughs> The way it goes, though, man. Run the hours you're given in a day. That's all you can do. I only run on like four or five. That's about my average day sleep right there. 
I can do it. I just can't do it on an extended run like that. Like six out, six seven, I can do it on an extended run. Some days, uh, like today, I fucking uh, I crashed out with a little nappy nap for a while. Threw on some binaural beats and meant to take a quick nap, and uh, it ended up being like two hours. <laughs> two hours is not enough. No. Yeah, I did the same. That's feeling pretty good. Those are the best. Do you ever naps, utilize though. that shit though? Have you tried ever tried taking a nap listening to some beats or some uh, do gentle music like that? No, I usually just fall asleep. <laughs> if I sit still, I fall asleep. Like that's why I can't read books too, because it's like I don't know. Sometimes I just sit down and I fall asleep. Try it one day. I don't know if you ever take, like, I call them chair naps. Sometimes, like, I don't want to take a full nap because the fuck I know if I lay down, I'm going to be, like, out, out. So, like, I'll come, okay, got back out here, put my feet up and fucking take a quick nap in this fucking chair and listen to some beats. But I'm telling you right now, try it one time. Just put those headphones on and uh, type on, uh, you can type in just Hertz, M-H-Z. In YouTube, and it'll bring up uh, binaural beats and different frequencies for different shit. But just throw them on and uh, fucking let that shit play. It, there's some of them that you'll fall asleep in fucking two minutes or less, just fucking <laughs> and just being in a deep sleep. Yeah, super deep sleep. And when you wake up, man, it's like a refreshing wake up. It's like you've slept for twice as long as you really have. It just it's like the light initiator or flower ignition. God damn, it's too strange. It's the Emerson effect in sound. Yeah, yeah, it's the, basically the Emerson effect with humans. It puts you to sleep that much faster. Thank you for that comparison, uh, my friend. Yeah, that's a. Uh, I don't know. Maybe that would help. I don't. I I can't sleep past eight hours. I know that. Like I'm not one to be sleeping in late and all that. Too much shit we got to do. Checking out. Have you ever read any of the manifesto stuff? I'm not. I don't know. A while ago, I tried to. I don't know. I try to stay more in like Michigan type breeders was kind of one of the areas. I say that as like Sin City is two of my top ones, but and then I snag some clones that aren't from, but I don't know. I, if I'm buying seeds, I like to try to buy from people in Michigan for sure. Yeah, I like the, I, the autos sound good in theory, but I don't know. I just haven't have very good luck with autos myself. They're a little different, that's for sure. Little tweaks here and there, a little different. I think it'd be yeah, like Boone. anything. You'd have to kind of figure out how to dial them in. I seen Boone saying the other day in chat that uh, he was pulling down some eight-footers outdoors. That's a nice plan. Yeah, they're getting huge now, man. Some of them get real huge. It's kind of crazy. It's cool to see. I think it's definitely got a future. I mean, once it's taken some, you know, I think there's a lot of variability in my opinion. I haven't grown them in a long time, so I really can't say, but that's 
kind of what steers me away from them still today is there's a lot of, in my opinion, there's still a lot of variability in it. Miss D's Nugs wants to, you to name more Michigan breeders. There's a lot of them. Let's, there's what? Tricomb Heavy, Motor Rebel, 710. Uh, IDK Farms, Leaf Doctors from Michigan, um, Gage Green Groups from Michigan, Scapegoat Genetics, Sug Pug. Uh, I didn't high, realize Gage Green Comp was from Michigan. Yeah, Hybrid Seed Company, um, Fresh Coast Seed Company. Who's that other one? Secret Squirrel or whatever. But the uh, in the UP, what's one of the skill boys always got the Keweenaw Copper? They made that. Oh, one. Silver, Silver Squirrel. Squirrel. Silver Squirrel. And uh, Morning see. Star. And uh, shit. There's Galactic Gardens, and uh, see here, there's tons of Michigan breeders. That's what I mean. You really, I mean, if you if you want, you don't really have to go out of the state for anything. Like you know, Michigan's on DJ point. Short. She was quick. To, she's the best one ever. DJ Short. Yeah, we, we left right. him off the list. I didn't realize he was from Michigan. Yeah. No shit. There's less I knew from Michigan, dude. Michigan. Like Leaf Doctor, I think, won 70 some cups with his genetics. And I, I want to, I thought that um, wasn't Skunk from uh, Skunk Master Flex from, well, maybe I'm wrong about that one too, but. 420. Happy 420s. Fired up. Happy 420, everybody. Good morning or good night, um, whichever it may be. Midnight Roots is another one that I was thinking from Michigan. Yeah, he he, uh, he may be coming in. They may be coming in. I'm trying to keep the I'm trying to keep these nights packed for us. I've had really good luck with IDK Farms uh, running some of their gear. I got one. Uh, I just bought one from them. It's their uh, salmon sap, but it's uh, it's kind of a different genetic cross. I'm sorry, Scott. I was listening. Uh, Smoking Girl Fraser still working with me on this. Oh yeah. He's yeah, trying to me go through the studio settings. Yeah, I'm gonna have to try that after after the show. Yeah, cool, man. I'm gonna check out anyway. Dragging it on. I appreciate it, Smiley. Yeah, definitely, dude. Cool to hang out. Well, uh, just so you know, I did miss you. You've yeah. been uh, a staple night after night, you know. And I, I just want to 
throw that out there. You know, I, it's not expected. You know what I mean? I appreciate it greatly, greatly. No, but, fine. you know, don't, don't, you know, get yourself all, don't get behind on your work and shit just because <laughs> you got, you're helping me out night after night. Yeah, no. I'll feel super bad if you fall behind in your work schedule just because I know you're staying up with me night after night and fucking. But I do appreciate it. Love you. <coughs> Don't misconstrue what I'm saying here, Smiley. No, dude, definitely. I was just going to finish all my chores before I got on. Actually, right before that, I, I was stepping up that foliar game because of the new new information I was receiving. So. I guess you're like you're the unofficial like wingman. I guess I haven't like officially made you like wingman, but if you haven't noticed, you you pretty much are. You yeah, no, I mean? that's There's cool. A couple nights there, I was like, oh man, I just I feel like something's missing. I feel somebody's missing me. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate yeah. you, dude, for one hundred percent hanging out and helping out. Just you know, it means a lot. It really does. Yeah, definitely. If you ever get sick or something, I'll fill in, whatever. Let me know. You'd be the first one that I'd trust to do it. Cool. I'd guaranteed me. If anybody would be my uh, backup co-host, you'd be definitely the person that I'm looking to fill my shoes, that's for sure. <laughs> oh, sure. <laughs> Since I don't know how to do shit on here, so I can enter our name and room number and password. That's about it. <laughs> <coughs> Too easy, too easy. Yeah, probably is. It is. It is. Worst case, worst case, I could just log on and pin you as the host, and uh, you could take over that way. Okay. Yeah, and so it's just like starting the meeting. Like right now, I could do it. Like see right now, like boom, watch, uh, boom. Now you're that host, actually. Oh yeah, yeah. You actually have the power to shut me the fuck up and kick me out or whatever. Now, <laughs> now I actually think you got to make me the host or fucking. Where's the magic wand? Huh? Smiley just got the controls. He's gonna bounce me out. He's like, now you're talking with Smiley. <laughs> gonna be a twenty-four hour episode starting now. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, cool, man. Well, cool, Chaz. Cool hanging out. Awesome, man. You no, I'm there? serious. I think you actually have to give it back. You You're do right. have to give it back. I think actually when you log How on. How do I do that? There should be a dot, dot, dot in maybe the right-hand corner, upper right-hand corner of your oh, box. In video? Oh, you might have to do it on my box, yeah. Where, where it says mute or whatever, it should say dot, dot, dot in the upper Make right-hand sure. corner. Out of hand. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <There you> go. <laughs> I was gonna log out and leave and shut off everything. Just kill the show right there. Later, guys. Eagles know. not signing out tonight. Boom. <laughs> Wouldn't be the first time though. <laughs> That's right, bro. Yeah, cool, I appreciate man. you and hopefully you can stop back tomorrow night, man. If not, yeah. then I'll see you when I see you. Uh, I do appreciate it when you do. Definitely, man. Cool. Have a good day, brother. Yeah, you too. Oh, another fun night. Another fun night. Another fun night. Trey Valone, thank you very much.
Majestic Marks. It's a new name. I hope I see a lot of knowledge coming out of that name tonight. Uh, if you would, hit me up on Instagram. Let's hear your story. Miss D's Nuts. I'd like to hear from you, too. Yeah. Uh, Let's get you on here if you're uh, comfortable in front of getting on the camera. Michelle F. Iverson, I'd like to hear from you as well. UKSIF420, you're welcome too. Uh, a lot of these names, you know, hit me up. If you want to get on here and talk to me and you, you know, want to show off your girl, you're more than welcome. The door is open for you guys. TW, thank you for jumping in tonight. Let's see who else. Smoke and Grow Frazier, thank you for all your help. I'm going to look into that as soon as I log off through the studios. Uh, please hit that thumbs up button. I hate saying that, but it helps. It really does. Tell a friend. That helps as well. Subscribe if you're not subscribed. I never thought I'd be that. I never in my life thought I'd say those words. Never, ever, ever, ever. Chris Mertz, I appreciate you, brother. You have another one dropping tons of knowledge in this chat night after night. You were a great guest as well. Growing Ganja Groa. Appreciate you, brother. Purple Thumb OG, thank you for popping in. I know I'm going to probably miss so many people, and there's, everybody deserves their shout outs. So if I missed you, I'm sorry, Red Setter Farms. I seen you early on. There's a new name, Mr. Green Gardens or Mr. Head Gardens. Welcome. Thank you for tuning in. There's a new name. Uh, who else here? Everybody. Just thank you. This this chat gets bigger and bigger every night. Johnny Caney Seeds, thank you so much for popping in. Jimmy Crack Seeds, thank you. Everybody else. I know I'm missing some people in chat. Won't let me go back so far. So that's everybody I can see. I know there was many more. Thank you guys. You guys make it worth doing. I appreciate you guys taking time in to uh, check in and hang out every night. It means a lot to me. And of course our guests as well. I'll see you tomorrow night when my guest will be Fino Forager. You can check him out on Instagram tomorrow, and uh, we'll be hearing from him. Go ahead and give him a follow, as well as uh, Evolve420, our guest tonight. Thank you for uh, popping in and uh, telling us about yourself and giving away some beans for everybody to start some uh, amazing flowers with. And uh, same time tomorrow. You guys know the deal. Please, please do something nice for somebody. Open a door. Push their cart back. Just anything. Just do something nice. I appreciate it. And it will it'll come back for you. I, I guarantee it. Random Max Kindness changed lives. It's changed mine. In more than one way. And in more than one time. So I appreciate you guys. Have a great tomorrow. Good night. And uh, same time tomorrow. Have a great night. Please.